Is that Pitt filling the truck? Look at this, Tony. Look at the size of this thing. Oh, Pitt Finley's in the truck. In the truck. And gets out of the nick of time before the forklift can take it to the crusher. Finley's life was spared. Watch. What is this? That's a that's hack. Put him in a hack is what it is. And Fit Finley got out of it. Now look at the background there. Almost like a trash smasher. It's look at this. I think if Finley would have been in there, he'd been like an envelope. The fire spills out. Fit Finley is near the gate. Finley may win this thing. Oh, an explosion! An explosion is going to keep everybody at bay. I guess the jump start won't do now. You open any forbidden doors lately? Fuck no. Uh, got to knock yeah. at least, right? <laughs> knock yeah. on the bathroom. <laughs> I uh I op- I opened the door at work and there was a, a patron of the restaurant was washing his hands so I didn't see him using the bathroom but he had not locked the door. Um, oh, I didn't. Lo- I accidentally forgot. I didn't realize that I- to lock the door on the bathroom at work and someone like and I was like when I was taking a shit and I was like oh fuck. Did you notice and you did you oh, uh, crab walk or not? I don't know what the fuck they saw in me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Somebody did see. Okay. I saw like a bottom half. I didn't see a face. I just saw the mo- and they're like, "Oh no, sorry." When I was a but kid, but they didn't say anything, but they were clearly like, "Whoop." When I was like 11, the they stopped using the Astrodome. The Astros did. And they yeah. started using Minute Maid Park. At the time it was called Enron Field. Enron Field, baby. Um, and uh so the first season there, uh I remember the bathrooms just being a nightmare, even though it was a brand new facility. Brand new fucking stadium. And it yeah. was just hell. It was so bad. And I remember <laughs> like, you know, hating the troughs that you that the, Oh god. It was it that's was such that's imagine building a stadium to debut in 2000. Yeah. And you're just like troughs yep. piss troughs maybe this like, was just in the cheap seats you know maybe this maybe, isn't in the just outfield that, but... <laughs> just that classic you know we're bringing back the old style stadiums so you know what we want that classic wrigley field piss trough it was a very much a throwback and i think maybe that's just the the texas way so i i avoided that i went in and turned around you know and i'm 11 or 12 years old i don't know how old i am yeah um and uh the uh the i see the the family bathroom the handicap bathroom there's no yeah. line for it and so i figure i go over to it and i Why open not? it up and there's a man who had his pants like low like below his ass like you know halfway down his thighs mm-hmm. leaned sort of over the the toilet and it looked like he might have been throwing up but it also looked like he uh had been shitting because his pants were below his ass god so i've thought about this so much and he started to turn to look at me and i never saw his face he never saw me i closed the door really fast 
but I remember a guy, and I, I in my head it's like Michael Jeter, you know Michael Jeter, yeah, of course, uh, from fucking Elmo's World, <laughs> Mister Noodle. Um, he kind of well, had a Michael uh, Jeter. The only one of the fucking Green Mile. Yeah, Green of course. Mile, an emotional movie, even though it's absolutely shit. It, it did make cast. it very sad. Great cast. Welcome to Wrestling Is Gross. My name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. We'll use that. Um, I I remember just I remember that man's hairy ass every day oh, for the God. rest of my life. Yeah. Because um, I'd never that's seen, we... I'd never seen like a really hairy ass before either. At least not in person. Maybe in a movie. Man, that's what we <laughs> call the real evening shade. Uh, yeah, that's a fucking reference for yeah. someone. I don't know. Bad Max, I guess. Anyway, Michael Jeter, R.I.P. Mister Noodle. Fucking fucking Michael Jeter. He was like Air Bud. Him. Air Bud, man. Yeah, Air fucking Bud. Uh, the the most Michael the... Clark Duncan too, I guess. The the unlikeliest of franchise spawners, Air Bud. Which somehow spawned, I think, two separate franchises. <laughs> oh yeah, like it's the just... buddies. Got to go oh, with those buddies. That's I've true. Seen, I've seen multiple buddies movies because Jesus Christ. the kids. It's pretty rough. Airbud one though holds up. Airbud one. Oh yeah, Bill it's Cobb. Just, great. It's an extremely stupid movie, but it's it's very straightforward. Bill Cobb is great as the as the old coach. You know. Oh yeah, um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Bill Cobb. All right. Well, let's do the episode then. <laughs> yeah um okay so we're back to it the uh the complete hardcore title um it is <sighs> charles martin smith directed air bud that's weird yeah he directed some movies yeah i mean he, I you like, know every i, I think like... everybody the everybody of the of the main four uh in uh in american graffiti all went on to have weird careers oh yeah <laughs> do a lot of stuff weirdly enough um, Paul Lamat, look him up. Look up his YouTube videos. <laughs> if you're not, if, have you Charles, seen Paul? I know. Paul Lamat's uh, cool. He's got cool YouTube. He's got a big old beard. He looks like Randy Quaid, kind of. Hell yeah! But he's That's not. My... He's not a like an extreme right guy. He's just a guy. He's not, he's not lost <laughs> his mind. Uh, Charles Shout out Martin Paul Smith, the best. Uh, the best performance in the Untouchables, which is a terrible movie, but still. No, it's a. It's a great. It's a. They got that shootout. And the baby's going down real slow. It's, like it's so cool. It's so funny. No, that movie rocks. What are you talking about? The shootout at the border, the Canadian border, shotguns and shit. No, fuck you. Yeah, it's not. It's not even a movie. It's barely a movie, but it's awesome. Yeah. You know, you wow. you pull a gun and they pull a you know, and so on and so forth. Billy Drago. <laughs> what was the date? It was April second? All right, no, we're not doing that one first. But I'm, no, it's April second. Uh, July eleventh. July eleventh. Nineteen ninety nine. From WCW Bash at the Beach, it is the Hardcore Junkyard Invitational. 1999. The Willennium. You remember the Willennium? I have constantly referred to the Willennium. <laughs> One time I referred to the Willennium and people and someone asked me being racist and I was just like, no, oh. I just want to say Willennium, man. It's I don't funny. Think, I think it's a... I think, yeah, I'm representing my own... I'm representing... One of uh, Philadelphia's most yeah. famous sons. One of, yeah, uh, you know largely uh white accepted rap songs yes <laughs> um so much so that my dad didn't even mind will smith because he was like oh from men in black you know <laughs> it was like yeah, I mean, a non-threatening sure. like uh black leading man will smith was to my father so you know yeah says sure, a lot I about mean, him like what i, I could just refer to it as, like i can't call it the mill the millennium if i'm doing a meek mill reference to speaking of uh Sure. rappers that philadelphia white guys like can i can i ask you can i ask you a question how do you feel about uh houston's favorite son james harden coming to your your little oh town my there? fucking christ dude <laughs> it's so fucking okay so uh... <laughs> this dude, it's just not oh my god it, 
It's not going to work. It's yeah, it's going to be terrible. I think uh, what's MVP's going to fucking hate him, right? Uh, the idea is that they'll get along, but I can't imagine that because Harden doesn't get along with anyone really. Yeah, no, there's no it's, way. He's just like he's such a little like hood wearing bitch. He just he's he's such an internal weirdo, which is not, but in a bad way. Yeah. Like I love a good internal weirdo, but he's just like he's just a mumbly bitch. Yeah, he's, he's likes a... going to strip clubs, and I mean, sure, that's <laughs> that that's great if you're like in our group chat, but not if you're. Uh, one of the leading scorers in the history of the National Basketball Association. I feel like he should be like on a show. He should be like a, he should have a reality show, or he should play a character on like Elena Dunham's Girls Follow Up or whatever. Yeah, you know, he should like he should be a fucking diva character. One um, of my weirdest things is that but I'm a fan. I, for, I love the GIF. I, I have um, <laughs> so uh, my friend Carly. Uh, she was a big ben, she had a huge crush on Ben Simmons before the whole thing went to shit. And I keep thinking about how it's like, well, huh? And it's like, hon, I had a huge crush on the guy we we got ten years ago. I mm. fought James Hard ten years ago. He looked sure. amazing. Sure. Uh, but also, I also thought that MC Ride looked amazing uh, from Death sure, Grips. Of course. And he uh, does. He he does. He did, and he still does. It's a fucking great look. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's just my type. I like that. I like. I don't care. Mohawk, black dude. He's a hot guy. MC Ray. I love that. It's just that James Harden now weighs 297 pounds despite being like 6'4". He's still kind of got something going. I don't know. I don't know. He needs to tr- He needs to clean the beard up a little. He needs to – He needs to. I don't know. Well, the majority of all basketball players are attractive because they're all TV-ready tall men. So it's like obviously yeah. like – I don't know. I, I, I think he is uh, he is like one of those guys that like brought me back to basketball. So I yeah. don't know. Because he was Houston, so I, I cared about – I like I, – I always like James Harden. I just yeah. am like – Oh man, yeah. This isn't gonna work, is it? Fuck. Yeah. We don't have a plan. Well, we still that's... have to. We, the fucking our fucking NFT collector GM who more, kind of ruined the NBA in a way. Okay. He's just. Uh... Is he the is he the the tops uh, hot teams or whatever that fuck that, that app was called that started all the NFTs? No, he just he just has like. He's just isn't that the thing though, and the the whole. All right, we'll get to the match here in just a second. But the NFT thing started basically like a, about a year ago now. I mean, it didn't start, yeah. but it, it took off because of the NBA uh, virtual uh, collectibles app. I think right. It, I mean, NBA players fucking love NFTs. They love them. Yeah, they, well, of course. Um, they <laughs> it's, it's a cool sh- picture that you have, and it's yours. Yeah, I'm. I listen. I'm kind of. I, I'm thinking. I'm. I'm thinking. I might become one of these guys. I was listening. Well, to, obviously, we have said that the, we. Right. Brian Knobs is asshole, but there's other. Brian Knobs is an asshole. Pixel art NFT. We are working on it, folks. It's not. It's not like that. That that be the only one we have in our arsenal. We have many. Yeah, but it's mostly variations on you know how like the, all the board apes are all a board ape of some kind. Yeah. Well, we would just have different variations of Brian Knobs's gaping asshole nba top shot is what it was called okay yeah then that i think that sort of kicked it off so yeah i mean the idea of like you can do so many people who have been friends of hulk hogan their asshole bubble lemon sponge's asshole Bruce beefcake's asshole but we don't have pictures of all those people's assholes we, we just have a picture of brian Knobs's asshole but that's artistic license that's... to just imagine these men's assholes being all spread open like they're doing a half goats i guess i guess half goats it's goat c come on I never said Goatsy. It's Goatsy. It's Goatsy. I'm sorry, folks. It's Goatsy. Here's the thing, though, because it's the fucking... Here's the thing about Goatsy. No, no, okay. So it's... Let's say Goatsy 
and then dot xe we obviously get goat sexy goats xe yeah goats goats sex goats that if you if you throw in the y then you get then you lose the uh the riff of it being goat sex yeah i think people have had this I conversation don't know, before no i think it's goatsy it's folks it's goatsy this um, is like this is the speaking of goatsy version of arguing about uh gif versus jif it's goats for sure Ab- absolutely um the one thing i will say i can't call joyce carol uh oats joyce carol goatsy <laughs> but i can call her joyce carol goats i mean you could call her whatever you want What's she going to do, block you on Twitter? Like, (laughs) ooh. Um, No, I can't see your horrifying feet. Yeah, she was the main character a few years ago, too. Show me the, don't show me the fucking feet, sweetie baby. All right, so who, who, shut up. (laughs) Who do we have? We got Joyce, Joyce Carol Oates is in this match. I think we got Brian Nobbs and we got Goatsy. Um, who else is in this match? Public Enemy making their return to WCWF for right. their uh, hilarious abortive WWF run in which they both got shot on by the uh, athletes and then shoot on the Hardys, which is really, I think, what got them fired. I don't okay. know. Well, I don't know about that one. We'll have to talk about it some other time. Um, it's weird. I, it's I, a weird I, match. I think it's even weirder than the APA match. This one is this. All right. So this is the Junkyard Invitational. This is for the. WCW King of Hardcore title, unofficial title. Um, the WCW Emperor of the North Hardcore title, yeah. Okay, got it. Which um, technically I think Bam Bam Bigelow has, except he has a tag title match, so he, it's it's vacant. Or he just doesn't give a shit anymore. And he's like, yeah, I We could never establish if they actually had a title. Oh, they definitely didn't have a title, but it was like a thing. It was like. They never had a physical representation. It was an NFT. No, no, they never the title had a was belt. a mere NFT. You oh, there should be receive... an NFT title. Impact should do the NFT championship. God, I mean. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Like, they, imagine the uh, Gage uh, Rider match, and it's just. But instead of all the action figures, they just have. A fucking They've got a, like glass uh, case of NFTs. A, I thought you were gonna say a phone with some pictures and a yeah, that's what it and is, man. Um, no, I, I I think um, the NFT title I think that has legs, virtual legs. Um, yeah. This is from Bash at the Beach, Bash of Bash at Bash at the Beach, Bash at the Beach, <laughs> nineteen ninety nine. Uh, this is where the third man debuted, right? The same show. Yeah, and yeah, then I think also this... Hogan left WCW forever. Oh, yeah. It's crazy how that happened. <laughs> it's just a running real... Russo era, right? So it's going real fast. It's yeah. not accurate either. Um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen Bash of the Beach 2000 in uh, a long time. What a weird fit. Yeah. Not even necessarily the dumbest Russo thing to happen that month in a pay-per-view main event. He didn't write that. Have... That was all shoots. What are you talking it was, about? No, but, I mean, involving Russo. I think a lot of that is, I don't know, let's let's save it. Let's talk about that some other time. We'll talk about New Blood Rising uh, when we get Paul back on, obviously. That is a show. Because is as a fucking... our uh, Goldberg uh, correspondent, right. which he officially is, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Goldberg's back, right? You see that? Yeah. Gotta, he's doing he's out here doing car commercials. He's he's a he's such a he's the best. He's, um, he's the best. Um all right, so uh Bob Bobby the Brain Heenan says that there you can see that there's they got Rockweilers at the junkyard. Rockweilers. I, I've I have absolutely no clue what a Rockweiler is. A aside Rockweiler. from it being like a thing that It's like, a it's a Rottweiler dog. Is is it's 
Yeah, that's you, what he's saying. Yeah, Rockweiler. It's a it's a, it's a thing that people like say in the some, south. <laughs> it definitely, obviously, has the vibe of like a, a hip hop label if it isn't one already. Rockwilder. I don't know. I've heard Rockwilder. I've you hear uh, a lot, especially in Texas. You hear a lot of people say bastardize the language quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Ironic that in that the Texans are, are 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 some of our most Germanic people, and yet Rock. No, it's not even happening. Yeah, Rockwilders. Um, he says they're not in a bakery. Um, he's like Bobby, Bobby does some like shit with his hands. He's very animated, and Tony would, is clearly having fun hanging out with his friend Bobby. This is like the most struggles in Ron Neamey any uh, like any major uh, promotion well, has ever had a commentary team to come off as. Well, when you don't have Tanae there for them to bully too, yeah, it's just two guys having fun. They're, or Tanae to like shit. try to prevent, like try to have like provide some structure except it's like no it's just like dude there's no what the fuck are we gonna talk which yeah it's not scientific professor okay so there's so many people in this match and um well all right let's do you want to name all of them no i don't think i do because i i I think we do it at the end because i don't know all who all is in this match Well, that's the thing is that they don't introduce everybody they don't don't introduce anybody you say everybody they don't introduce anybody <laughs> oh, I I, said, I thought I've said anybody. I don't. I think you've said I've lost everybody. Control of my life. Obviously. I, I they don't. Two hundred twenty-eight is... hours, I think, in the last uh, four weeks. Nice, nice. I've lost control of my life. Uh, but you know what? I haven't lost control of. You're... That's right. It's my love of Brian Knobs. Oh, he's here. He's is he's he the first so person good. you see? I think he he is he is like he and uh, Park. I think are the two greatest, the two big animators, which makes perfect sense. But they're just constantly doing shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, that's the thing is, there's so much happening that we didn't even catch in this, right? Like, there's. I kept rewinding because there's stuff happening in the background, out of focus and shit. Like, it is a. It's not an easy match to watch. I want to say the first person officially named in this match is Jerry Flynn. Okay, all right. So uh, let's let's go from the top. All right, um, Bobby Heenan recounts a fight. Or no, Bobby asks Tony if he's ever been in a junkyard match. He asks Tony Schiavone this. Tony, have you ever been in a junkyard match? And Tony's like, I don't believe I have, friend. Um, and then Heenan starts to talk about a fight that he had with a woman in a car. Um, at yeah, a, they're like the Kozlowski sisters or something. Yeah, at a drive-in movie. Oh, you don't so you don't know the Kozlowski sisters then? Yeah, he's he's recounting this time that he was trying to uh, bang the two the two twins and they both beat the shit out of him at a drive-in movie. The most it was so Ron Neamey. It yeah, it's so it's a good. I don't know. Like that's the thing. Bobby would improvise those stories that were just like. I, I, let's just say I'll say a I'll say a Polish name and I'll I'll ta- I'll say that I got my ass kicked by a woman and that's. I got commentary done for the next minute and a half. I got I got bits now. <laughs> Sunglasses, Bobby. Also, great. oh yeah. Well, they're both in the. They're both. Uh, they're both on island time. Yeah, they're both doing the Hawaiian <laughs> shirts. But at some point, Bobby just puts the sunglasses on, and it's like, you know, it's like a deucism or a Keith Lee thing. You're like, yeah, yeah. There's a certain kind. Go. There's a certain kind of uh, fatherly cool going about uh, when you see these two in 1999. Uh, clearly, so drunk. Um, and you can't see their eyes because the sunglasses, but you assume they're fucking bright red. Um, there's a clip of Philly Jim. Um, oh yeah. Uh, uh, the Sandman hack, hardcore hack. Uh, he's here. Chastity's with him. He's hanging out on like a real shiny ladder on Monday Nitro. Hits himself in the head with the with the 
Singapore Kane a bunch. And so I guess the, the idea is he's sort of orchestrated this. He's the yes. one who has called out the rest of them. Come, you know, come to my yard where I uh, have a <laughs> take a shit out here. <laughs> this is where I go to the bathroom. Um, I take a shower in the trailer back there. There's a little uh, hose out at the backside of it. <laughs> That's kind of is Hack homeless? Is the character that he's homeless? I mean, he's not got... homeless, but a transient. Okay, maybe. Like he 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 has a place to he stay. He should have a bindle. What if he, he you know a bindle? Have... Oh, of course. I would love if he had a bindle. <laughs> homeless hack. <laughs> All right, we that, gotta... that's why Chastity's there to carry his bindle. Well, Russo comes and in. And it's just seven packs of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, so Russo comes in. They've somehow still got Jim Fullerton, or was that it? Jim Fullerton? Yeah. Um, on contract. He's being paid for another 90 days for whatever reason. And Russo's like, wait, I got an idea. Let's make him homeless. He can shit in his hand and throw it at Bam Bam Bigelow's face. Like, you know, there were, there could have been something there. The hack uh, run could have gone longer than five months. Man, I was thinking a couple <laughs> of days ago about uh, this kid I knew, Dale Crosby. I bet he's dead. And uh, the, David Crosby's like, grandson? Yeah, in seventh grade, he literally just took a shit in his hand and threw it at the bus driver. Yeah, uh, I knew. I, uh, hey, look, we've all seen. We all know that one guy who did that. <laughs> he was kind of a piece of shit, but, and he also looked like a monkey, but. I I don't know. I hope he's doing well. I remember or he's dead. That honestly might be the best situation for Dale. So, I remember tale of know. that happening and tell of that happening in my high school. And I remember the kid getting like suspended and us like everybody hearing about it. And then I remember the day that he came back. Um, it was like a, a he came back and he like walked through the halls for the first time. And like we all saw him and people were like applauding. <laughs> Oh, yeah, for the no, kid who threw great. shit at a teacher like who i guess i don't know what i don't know what the, he i think the story was that he went to the bathroom shit in a bag or whatever and then came back and threw it at the teacher. i'm not sure uh sorry folks how, content it's warning. hard to know exactly <laughs> like how pre-planned this was maybe it was just like he'd been thinking about it for a while and yeah. then the opportunity arose and he was like yeah lemon lemonade out of lemons baby yeah around the corner fudge is made um i think that kid is a legend and i hope i, I hope that your friend as well as my, the, the kid that i was not friends with and never actually talked to <laughs> but i hope they're both doing well yeah um and again dead might be the best they might also both be dead but hey you know who among us couldn't ask for a better outcome um all right so the setup here is ridiculous. Uh, we start with a referee blowing an air horn. Um, there's like an iron circle of cars that I guess I would have to say, how, how big do you think this is? All right, I'm going to say, I'm going to say that there's at least two cars stacked on top of each other. Some places uh, there's three. Yes. There's, there's so uh, let's, let's say two and a half. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that there's 10 cars. The, you know, the circle is just 10 cars. Is it 10? So there's, okay. There's somewhere between 25 oh, and God. possibly 30. All right, so it's diameter times pi? It's, I, How I do I tell solve you the this? size of this. It's just, <laughs> it's, I'm looking for square footage here. How do I do it? It's times pi, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. I think it's it, – if I was going to say the diameter of the circle, I'm going to guess it's f- under 50 yards. Yeah, it's like it's you know it's around that it's like a, it's like field goal range. 
Um, oh it's yeah, no. basically the distance from from one end to the other, and it's not it's not a perfect circle. I mean, it's not a J- uh, Maynard James over here, but it's a it's a pretty <laughs> good circle that they set up. There's yeah, barrels on fire. Good. Jack's here. He heard me talking about his favorite musician. <laughs> yeah. He eats- you know? Yeah, he just put on Salival. He just put on the vinyl Salival. My t- my three year old did. Go go in there. Jack in. needs. Jack has a lot of opinions about Stinkfist, and why shouldn't <laughs> we indulge him? Yeah, yeah. That live. Yeah, the live push it. I know. Um, give me just a second. You you talk about uh, the barrels of fire and whatnot. There's so many barrels of fire now. Obviously, we've introduced the idea that barrels of fire are just always good. There's never a bad time for barrel of fire. I'm gonna say there's one of the features of a big match of yours last year that I Absolutely. also loved. Yeah, I love that match, and I would say that there's five of them. There's like one pretty much every so. F- I don't know. Well, it's, it's natural like, lighting. They're providing that. Na- it's like Barry Lyndon. It's like- yeah. <laughs> Providing natural lighting, such as Barry Lyndon. Um, it's, okay, it's... so one of the things about the Junkyard Hardcore Invitational is that apparently it had a massive budget, but I can't prove this, and I'm also <laughs> going to say this now. A, if it did, and they wasted all that money in Fury, no, they didn't. This match is great. Secondly, I can't imagine... If you and I did this, we <laughs> could do this exact setup oh. for like... Oh, yeah. No doubt, seven hundred bucks. We do it. We do it, uh, El Mariachi style. You know, yeah. we'd, we'd be we'd be like uh, Kelly Recording. Like it would, it, there would be. There's a way to do this that's on the cheap. But I did listen to uh, from eighty three weeks or whatever it's called, the Conrad Bischoff podcast. They were talking about Bash of the Beach ninety nine, and I found this clip on on YouTube while looking for this one for this match to avoid Con- here's the thing conrad conrad the evil version of brad stutz uh, he sucks he's such a fucking little instigator you can his really voice tell is, you know, here's the thing he has like a decent voice but he's like one of the worst well, interviews sure. I've ever seen he sounds life. he sounds like he's he could he'd be doing fucking commentary with brad stutz or with dylan hales or whatever he's got a he's got a nice southern thing to him but he's such a little fucking instigator and it's really annoying to listen to him try to fucking um um rile up arn anderson or something well so i i mean i've got very little experience listening to conrad but him tell him getting eric bischoff and eric bischoff defending this match largely and conrad saying things like well didn't you know silver king had to get 66 stitches in his arm and um and bischoff's like 60 is are you is that real and (laughs) and then he's like but then conrad brings up the hundred thousand dollar budget and bischoff says no that didn't happen and he's like well uh, melcher's got a friend right here and bischoff's like Melter's a fucking idiot. He's right. <laughs> also, I by the way, Bischoff does not. Bischoff speaks in a very Bischoff voice, and he sounds good in that podcast. Well, I think I think you're Bischoff on a personal vendetta does against. He, does he do the weird uh, trans mask voice? Say, <laughs> he sounds good. He sounds like a, he sounds like an aging man. Trans individuals that he sounds trans mask when he's just talking in the shoot, like with uh, the Sean Oliver and KFab commentaries for like the '94 timeline or something. He just sounds like. I don't think I've seen that one. He he sounds like he's roughing his voice. He's so weird. He's he's such a reptilian. Bischoff well, he is says, one of the greatest characters in the history of pro wrestling. Oh yeah, I like Bischoff. Also, we're, we're mostly pro Bischoff. We're, we've we've said plenty about him that he's gay and he likes to go and have gay biker sex in North Dakota or whatever. It's I mean, obviously on is, the record. He lives his life like uh mm-hmm. like a protagonist of a fucking Tom of Finland long form or some shit. But you know what? That's great. Good <laughs> okay. for him. Sure. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't know. She had like a face tattoo. I'll say this about Bischoff just on the subject of this. And I, where, so Bischoff said, uh, there's no like 
he said Meltzer doesn't know anything and uh, he's a dumbass. And he's right. And that that is not a true budget for this match. That it did not cost a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> um, and he also responded to some some of Conrad's accusations of the uh, injuries as being maybe a little bit uh, uh, fantas- uh You know, uh, you know, whatever. A, a little bit exaggerated. Of, exaggerated. It's a little bit of editorial licensing happening. You know, I mean, here's the thing um, about Silver King needing to get 66 stitches in his arm. Uh, he died in the ring. It's like 20 years later. <laughs> and I'm not making light of that aside from my hatred of the British. I hate the British. Yeah, that's it. It's their fault. It's not Black Terrier Hoover to Guerrero's fault. Yeah, it's they never. Just... Well, it's no. It's, it wasn't. You know, wasn't Akatoshi Saito's fault. It wasn't fucking Rey Mysterio's fault. It wasn't anybody's fault. It um, might have been C.J. Perkins' fault, but still, it, it was definitely Kensuke Sasaki's fault. But still, oh yeah, no, that was um, yeah, but both but, times. But uh, innocent. Great Kali exonerated totally. Oh. Is it, what or was it? Giant Silva. No, it was uh, Kali, and if we blame anyone, that's right, it's Vinny Masara. Who okay. <laughs> oh, was the one leading that, who was the one actually leading that training session. Oh, that's so uh, sad. Who should it, have we, not let that kid accidents happen. Uh, go it again. It, yeah. it, it, we're, I'm not blaming, we're not going to say that. <laughs> we were joking around, folks. Um, accidents do happen. Um, the the thing the thing with uh, with Bischoff is well, that Jack he does is out here defending Vinny Massaro's innocence. Yeah, well, he liked the match he had with uh, Ishii. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said it was a, a real hoss fight. Um, no, all right. So Bischoff does defend this match largely. He he defends the title, the the hardcore title. He he's he's in for this. He, he yeah, and he he specifically mentions like it's real, it's different. You know, it's not just guys in there hitting each other with cookie sheets, which is literally like so much of what. The um, I gotta I'm fixing this kid's gogurt. Hang on, we freeze the gogurt and then, but then it gets yeah. stuck at the bottom, and then I gotta push it up for him because he's his his dexterity isn't. He's three years old. Give my kid no, a break, yeah. folks. Like I mean, I, you think fucking real... Jerry Flynn can push up a yogurt pop? Absolutely not. Like if no we compare this to the other match we talk about, like there's no structure at all in this match, and that's fine. There's not really much in the other one either. I'll say, but uh, I think there's trans there's some transitions. There's some transitions. There, it's, periods, it, it but... has three acts. You're right. You're right. It does have three acts. This okay, is this is let's, a, let's this is that. a chaotic structure. This is a one act. Well, play. this is a fucking horribly produced. Uh, uh, you know, film. It's it's like it's a more, it's a like, nightmare. It's like there's it, no editing or you know there's no care like, taken to direct like, this. Like, do I want to be the most uh, oh yeah, I'm edge looting as I could be? This could have easily just resulted in uh, the Twilight Zone movie disaster. Oh Except, well, that too. Yeah. Like I, I guess well. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, Public Enemy as. Uh, the little Vietnamese children and uh, uh, Hack is your Vic Morrow. I've never actually seen. Vic, I've never seen think, the film. Uh, ha- do you think uh, Sandman's daughter would go on to be one of the great actresses of her generation? <laughs> you can say. I. Uh, <laughs> who's Landis in this? Is it is is Bischoff Landis? I guess you got to go with Landis, or uh, I don't know who the hell. Else or is, is, is Max producer. Landis? It's crazy that that family has such a good track record as being good people. Oh and, yeah, uh, creating good working environments. Um. All right. Yeah, it's dangerous. It starts out. Um, it's a, it, All right, so the lighting, there is no lighting. Like I said, it's shot like Barry fucking Linden, only natural light. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's immediately impossible it's to organic. tell. It's organic. It's an organic production. Absolutely. Cinema Verite. It's Dogma 95. Um, what's happening? Oh, Lars would love Who this. is who? Yeah, he would. He, yeah, this is, yeah, this is, this is definitely a Lars match. Um, 
not the not the Nazi Lars, the other Nazi Lars, <laughs> not the Nazi wrestler Lars. Um, is, is, Lars von Trier is not a Nazi, right? He's just he's, he's just pro fascism. He's just an edge lord. Cool, cool. He likes to he likes he listens to come down. Um, yeah. Public enemy throw one car off of a, the top of another car at at literally no one and for no reason, <laughs> but they're having fun out there. No discernible reason. It's great. That's just how they make their de- they make their re debut. Yeah, Tony's it? like excited that he's like what the public enemy you know it's like it, that's i mean i guess that is one way to debut um the debut folks um laparka arguably this match should have had more ecw casualties just appearing out of nowhere i mean there's one really good was jt smith still under contract for acw in 1999 i don't think so I mean, under contract. That's a crazy, yeah, it's a crazy question because those things, those guys stuck around longer than you'd ever expect. Oh, absolutely. A weird thing about that company. Um, and most when of these did, companies. When the in fuck the 90s. did 911 come into WCW? I think that's, 2000. That's 2000. Crazy. It's, or it's yeah. late 99. You know, it's, it's after this. Shit. Yeah. Oh, I Paul. think it's maybe like November 90. I think it might be in World War Three or whatever if they did that oh, again. Yeah. Um, Tony is excited that Public Enemy is there, and so am I, frankly. Um, no, it's a lot of fun. Laparca has some cool jeans on, which I've never well, seen really. Lepar- the Laparca outfit is fantastic. I've never really seen him wear plain clothes like that. I want to say there's a gift from uh, one of the LWO vignettes where they're just partying, and he's just like dressed. I've seen him dressed in the, the suit and all that. I've seen well the suit, yeah, that's with the Suns, yeah. Of but course. it's hard to think about him in street fighting. When he's well, you when, you mean when he's uh when he's throwing or whatever they say he's yeah. a, he's like a the, him and the kids they they do they'll show up for those mlw promo photos and suits that's cool that is cool but i can't think of him doing like classic street fight gear mm. like this no no which is which no is he'll very wear cool. white he'll wear the white skeleton suit so you know what you're getting into you know if he's if yeah he, but that's yeah he's uh he's not really interested in that um but then again you know 99 Laparka, what's he doing besides working fucking thunder? You know, he must be excited for this, right? Yeah, he's having fun out there. Clearly, he's he works his ass off in this. Um, everybody kind of looks like they're giving some effort, which is the which is the funny part is that it really seems like everybody's kind of having fun and doing some stuff. Um, there's immediately bumps happening in the background, out of focus. Some of them missed entirely. Like the editing is a nightmare. Um, they never tell us who's even in the fucking match. There's like no. no, there's no narratives being formed, you know. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're not gonna get to it yet, but I'm gonna say it's eight minutes hey. in that the, uh, the, the surprise entrant who was here the whole time is announced, right? Which is, which is who? That would be one, Mister uh, John Michael Watson, Mikey Whipwreck. Oh, okay, it's all like right. a solid Wait. eight minutes. No, 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 right? no. That what do you mean? He's not a mystery. He just. No, all right. Uh, a surprise entrant that you had no awareness that he was. Here I've got a note on that later on. It's uh, so funny. All right, all right. Let's we'll get to that's that's so deep in this match. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's see here. Uh, Jerry Flynn has also has hilarious jeans. Oh yeah. Um, Jerry Flynn's around in '99. Is he still? What's he doing? He's actually doing like he's got that weird uh, first family feud where he and. With him and Morris and the uh, Faces of Fear and shit. Jimmy Hart is here. Hilarious. Yeah, he's got like a uh, 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 like a girl's a little girl's bicycle helmet on that probably wouldn't even fit my, <laughs> fit Pearl, uh, my daughter, my six year old daughter. Probably wouldn't even fit. But he's got a tiny head. Jimmy 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 Fart. Uh, Jimmy Hart, obviously known for his little tiny baby head <laughs> and his uh, repertoire of wonderful songs. 
Um, yeah, he looks great though. He he doesn't take a bump or anything, does he? No, no. He's not really bumping much by now. I mean, Jimmy Hart's in his forties by that point, right? Or older? Yeah, he's at late. He's at youngest forty five. So he's here in support of Jerry he Flynn. He fifty four. Who else is? It's Hugh Morris, Jerry Flynn, right? That's the he, first family. Yeah, and this, what a weird thing. It's not the Tongans in this match because they were like absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Imagine asking okay. Meng or Barbarian to be in this match. Well, I mean, they would have. They would have done it. They, they but imagine having to ask them. No, of course not. Well, I mean, if, they got Finley, they, Finley and Dave Taylor. I mean, Jerry Flynn, we got some legitimate motherfuckers. Steve Regal's in this match. William yeah. Regal is in oh, this. For the record, Jimmy Hart was 56 years old. Wow. Wow. Okay. I didn't realize yeah. he was that old. I didn't either. I think of him being born like So somewhere. he's mid-30s in fucking 80 Memphis? 81 Memphis? Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, shit. He looks kind of good for that, which is an insane thing to say that Jimmy Hart ever looked Well, you know, Cor- Cornette is like 22 at that point, and I always assumed they were the same age. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well. Cornette, Cornette was born old, but he and then he just really leaned into it. And Jimmy Hart was born with a little baby head. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Chips. Take your chips. Go play with your chips. Or go eat them. Don't play. Eat your chips. Sorry. Um, yeah. They, uh, they, the Regal, Regal's outfit is hilarious. He's got the track pants. And you don't get a like good a, look at him. He has like a Reebok uh, like jumper. He does maybe the footy jumper <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. He looks like he's ready to go. Uh, he's got concrete blocks. Um, and and the, the massive or whatever. Um, <laughs> Hugh Morris honestly looks phenomenal. and He looks like Norton, basically. Uh, he... I'm not like I'm not saying he gives a great performance. So he's he's one of the mo- more active guys in this match. I would put him like in the top four, probably. He's one of the more dangerous people in this match. Yeah, for sure. him, Finley, uh, Nobbs, and Park. And Park, are the yeah, four most active guys. I think a lot of I, well, I think captured, Silver like, King. I think Silver King is a solid five there. If we're gonna if oh, we're yeah. gonna do a top five, uh, Silver King does get electrocuted. I think by Jerry Flynn. No, maybe that's somebody else. No, it is him, but he doesn't sell it. But he said it. doesn't sell it. It's so strange. <laughs> he just goes over, and then Knobs gets thrown off of the stack of... All right, so it's a stack of three cars on top of each other, perpendicular to a sta- to a van. Yeah. So the van is, like, backed up to a stack of three cars that they've followed up a, a smaller stack of cars onto this... So, they... <laughs> so they're, like, I don't know, 12, 15 feet in the air, and the van is eight feet below them. Jerry Knobs, asshole and all, takes a fucking bump off of this huge stack of cars onto uh onto the top of a van. Right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. This is accurate. Okay, the roof of the van. Uh, and then Silver King goes for a swanton. <laughs> and he and Brian Knobs rolls his asshole out of the way. King eats fucking shit on the roof of the van. <laughs> Um, and then then like uh Jerry he kinda no sells that too, and Jerry Flynn kinda chases him off the cars. Like, he's up almost immediately. Yeah. And then you see Brian Knobs kind of do, like, a plancha off the van. Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe he's just jumping down. It's in it's in the background. He does a plancha onto someone. Or maybe it's onto no one. Really no way of knowing. <laughs> um, and then when Regal shows up, um, and he does, you know, he's, he's like, he looks like, uh, you know, Tom Hardy. He's like Stephen Graham in, you know, <laughs> Made in England or whatever the fuck that movie's called. Yeah. Um, he 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 gets the shocked Tony treatment where Tony Schiavone is like, "What's he doing here?" Um, and then they they do talk briefly about uh, 
they mention Regal and Finley in the in the Iron Circle, you know. Oh whatever. yeah, um, which is cool, you know that that these two drunk guys are able to r- call back and remember that. <laughs> um, they, this is like that match times twenty. I think is what Shivani says. Is that? What, and I that's mean, I'm down with that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, sometimes sometimes uh, bigger isn't better. But I, I I think this is a seminal match. I do think this is wonderful stuff. No, no, this is up there with uh, King of the Road. It's not as good. King of the Road is a genuinely <sighs> great match. God, that's like... a tough comparison. King of the Road, of course, for people who have not who who aren't super familiar, is the match where Dustin Rhodes wrestled Barry Darso, aka the Blacktop, Blacktop Bully. Bully. Um, in the back of a moving truck that had a bunch of hay bales in it, um, which we covered on episode, I believe, nine of this show. Yeah, we argued that that is one of like the secret great performances. It is really great because it's just two guys punching each other, but they're in a car that's they're in a, they're in a truck that's moving and. Well, <laughs> somewhere between 35 and 60 miles per hour. And I will time. say, the the Bobby Heenan commentary, and I think Dusty Rhodes, man, I don't forget who, but the commentary in that one did a lot of heavy lifting. Like, there's, there's this a This match lo- is so dangerous. <laughs> it's a line that I, I yeah. think about every day. Basically. Yeah, yeah, and he wasn't wrong. I mean, you know. Uh, people die, you know, Alec Baldwin shot that woman. People die instead of fucking stunts. Yeah. All the time, without even fucking... Trying to ring Shocking a bell in a that Bischoff truck. <laughs> didn't have someone killed yet. Vince did. Mm. did what Vince, a time. Was Vince producing that movie? No, no. I just meant Owen. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Good times. <laughs> Alec Baldwin anyway. shoot Owen Hart. Um, oh, it's it's entirely possible. It's so funny that Alec Baldwin shot and killed a. Per- I mean, it's not funny, but it's so. It's, it's really okay. something. It's really something. The thing something. of it is, is, I don't want to go too long for him, but Alec Baldwin becoming the avatar of the anti-Trump. He's Trump, but he's like our good version of Trump. He's dark and Trump. And his descent <laughs> <He's> over not... <laughs> that period of time into becoming an obviously worse person than Donald Trump. I mean, yeah. And saying Who's things say, that are yeah. dumber than Donald Trump ever said. I've well, just, like, I'll never Look, they're, they're peers. Let's just say yes. they're, they're absolute you know they're equals. Both? Great New Yorkers. They're Jacob but, and the the you know what, from Lost, whatever the fuck. Linus. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking Bosch and it's Jacob, you know, from Lost. Yeah, Bosch and Jacob. Um, it's like that. That's Trump and Alec Baldwin. Yeah, we don't. That's it. That's good enough on that. Yeah, um, we never covered that. We, we were going to cover that. Uh, that on the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll, get, we'll get Luke on. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Dave Taylor looks awesome here. Dave Taylor is... He's having is a good very, time. And obviously, Perot, the, he, this, he's a, none of these people are strangers to doing completely insane sure, shit. Sure, Dave Taylor from ParotinCon. <laughs> it's just like... So it's just... It doesn't have the vibe of anything where you're like, this is people being against... Like, like, put into a situation against their will because they have to keep their... Con- like, uh-huh. no, that isn't the vibe of this match at all, honestly. It's well, nobody just... tries to escape either, though. So it, it feels like uh, like voluntary imprisonment just to fight. Yeah. Like, that is the thing also, that is there, there are rules to this match, and it is to... Escape, escape. over the little uh, cyclone A little fence, fence yeah. <laughs> Where there's a referee there is... with a whistle and an air horn or whatever. And there is one uh, escape attempt. Yeah. Arguably, if you combine them all three, but I'm going to say that only one is even yeah, only it, one is a is a failed a, attempt, and the other is a successful attempt. There's uh, well, only really and, two, and the failed attempt goes to one of the most notable people in the match. Absolutely, Horace Hogan, right? Well, no, I'm I'm calling that Rocco Rock's failed attempt. Horace oh, is it Rocco? Is the, Horace, Horace is the guy who's after him. 
Yeah, Horace goes after him and does, but he doesn't even hit the fence. So I can't call that a, a, a failed attempt. That's just a non-attempt. Yeah, but well, he, he tried. He can't he climb a fence. Tried. He can't climb a fence. He can't. He can barely get over the second row. He does board. not have. The, he does not have that dexterity either. Yeah, man. Horace, Horace does nothing in this match. <laughs> he's, he's all right. All right. All right. Let's. I would right. argue he's probably the worst in this match. But all right, I no, we're gonna do. We're, no, no, no. Stop. Up. Stop. We're gonna do complete rankings at the end. Okay. Okay. <laughs> of both of these matches, we're gonna do uh, performance review. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is such a good. This is such a good match. I think this is really because you know, look, when we started the show, we we had only recently discovered Huesadero Zona Twenty Three, yeah. the junkyard, and they have since you know their junkyard setup has changed. They used to have sort of a uh, an awning over that ring. I, I don't know if it's a different junkyard now or what. I don't think we've ever been able to. F- fucking nail down if they've changed junkyards there was a period yeah, where they couldn't rumored ru- that they've been thrown out of the I, right I went, they, the one at avenue, they said farewell there was a farewell to the junkyard yeah the show. one at avenue lopez portillo was the one i know but yeah i, I feel like that's I january 2020 or something they did yeah, the last but, show there i could not fucking tell you that this that that isn't the same junkyard even though it doesn't feel the same yeah, I mean, there's like hills in the background now. It looks it looks very different. I don't know. Who cares? Um, Zona 23 is still Zona 23, whether they've got cars around them or not. You watch the fucking Omanaje Ovet. Um, there's that. that there, <laughs> I, I never watched the show from last uh, years in 2020 where they're just wrestling on a dirt mound. Like it's just like literally. Yeah, a that's that's mound. a good venue too. I watched that show. Yeah, no, no, all 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 Zona Twenty Three is valid. Uh, ring, no ring, cars, no cars, whatever. Not unlike ICW, no great, one's Yeah, great promo. Yeah, exactly. They're transient. They're just like that. Just like uh, uh, who are we talking about? Hack. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. All right. Let's see where where I was in the notes here because I, I have a structured sort of order of events here and in, in some sort of way. Um. Okay. Dave Taylor's wearing a polo shirt and dress pants. Hilarious. Um, Bobby seems kind of quiet for a lot of this uh, match. It seems like Tony's calling a lot of it, and I assume Bobby is just like drinking or like maybe dozed off for a minute. Um, Bobby's just like, what the fuck do I actually have to say? Well, when you get that drunk and you're wearing Christ, well, yeah, well, that's the thing is he knows that he could just go on autopilot mode from and then come in at the end and say, hey, is that my rental car? Uh, You just do the same bit again. Yeah, he can just Joey Lawrence half this match. Well, you you get the sunglasses on though when you've had that many you know drinks, you you will doze off occasionally because you all of a sudden you're like free to do it. Nobody can see your eyes. Tony's yeah. not gonna. Tony's not gonna call the brain out for dozing off during Bash at the Beach '99. Absolutely. <laughs> that's not. that's Tanay behavior. Tanay's the 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 uh, the tattletale. You know, today's the one telling fucking going to fucking Bischoff and saying, "Hey, Bobby was sleeping during commentary again." And Tony's like, "Shut the fuck up, Mike." That's how he became a professor, <laughs> and that's why he signs all of these letters yeah. uh, about free speech yeah. and how it's good for his fellow professors. So, uh, like, sexually harass their students. Yeah. And so forth. Yeah, and so on and so forth. And uh, and then uh, Scott Hudson shits in his back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck. Uh, that's funny. That's, I, I love the idea that uh, they hate him. Um, all right, so there's a... Um, there's a bunch of shitty helicopter shots, overhead helicopter shots. Endless helicopter shots. Which the don't more, help. I think the more famous and, I, I don't, like, indefensible budget waste is the one where they spent, like, again, a, a rumored six figures on that flare beatdown from, like, February 99. Is that the one in the match. desert? Yeah, because that's just not a match. If that was a match, I would I have it. such vague memories of flare getting, like, executed in the desert, like, the... 
like Joe Pesci in spoilers. It's like a fu- yeah, it's you like more that, it's like the Enrique Iglesias video where they kind of do the seven thing with Mickey Rourke. Or Bailamos, let the rhythm you know, take you it's over. Like, Not that one. I don't remember which it is. I don't know if it's Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke makes perfect sense to be in that. I'm gonna find out real quick. All right, yeah. Obviously, well, you yeah. you go listen to Bailamos, uh, the the American version that had the faster tempo, of course. Um, the uh, bro, that's the one with Mickey Rourke. Yeah, I know. I thought you were doing a bit. Of course, it's you. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember the three? Okay. I well, don't Enrique Iglesias. City. I just remember "Like a Bird" by Nelly Furtado, the song that got me for 9/11. Sure. Yeah. Well, hey, Enrique Iglesias, one of the first uh, men that I ever jacked off to as a young teenage boy. Hell yeah, him and Robert Richard, baby. <laughs> yeah, I love Robert Richard. I know, that was, was uh, though. That was, that was we talked. A... Yeah, but we talked about this. That was pre-jacking off. That's sure. That's true. <laughs> I just that was such a good bonding moment for us. Like, was it? Yeah, okay. Robert Richard. I think of that. You know. Sure. Great kid. Great I'm the Rod Neamey. Also, uh, R.I.P. Lee Thompson Young, of course. Yeah. Um, so there's uh, fake tracking stuff. It's so weird. Which yeah. sucks. They, like, that's the thing. They were still You can still get away with that in 99 because DVDs had just come out. <laughs> yeah. So it's so like, well, everything's on video. Well, what if there's static? Um, Hugh Morris is, is here, too. Like you said, he's a real piece of shit uh, turd. Um. He's given a good performance. But he's good in the match. He's real good here. Well, he's he's sort of good. He does the same spot twice, which is very funny, because he misses an elbow or senton thing off of a stack of two cars, crashing onto the hood of another lower car. Um, And then he does the spot again to uh, Mikey Whipwreck, I think, who doesn't move. But All right, so there's... I said... I have a note here uh, that says... uh, well, first of all, I have a I have a note that says he, uh, Bobby Heenan says this isn't Mel's diner. Um, so, Hell of a weird <laughs> um, just Sunday morning. It's, happy days. it's <laughs> very funny. <laughs> he knows how he knows how to get me. Bobby Heenan knows how to get me. Anyway. We did talk um, about Keith that. Lee we did talk about that show earlier. That would be awesome. Yeah, anyway. Keith Lee is the, the black guy on Happy Days. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Sticks. They're all afraid of him. With um, my Asian wife. Whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> the 50s. It would have been, would have been uh, pushing the envelope for sure. Uh, you think... Uh, they weren't even allowed to show Asian people on you TV You think Gary Marshall would have done that? Had a, had a huge black man with an Asian <laughs> wife on his show? No, probably, Norman probably Lear would. But, but in, but in like, but in Mother's Day, he's got that. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Gary Marshall, um, one of the worst that, filmmakers of all time. <laughs> I'll defend uh, Overboard and nothing else. Okay. Overboard's great. I like the montage from Pretty Woman. Yeah. Um, I yeah. So I have a note here that says I think Mikey Whipwreck is in this match, but I have not seen him. Um, and then a a, a few moments later. Oh, God, I've got so many. This no, I, my notes go on forever. Um, As they should. There's so much to talk about. Mikey Whipwreck appears, and Tony Schiavone literally says, Oh, hey, it's Mikey Whipwreck. Haven't seen much of him. I burst out laughing. <laughs> I, like, I could have been heard by my fucking uh, neighbors. I laughed so hard at that. It was so... It was so Oh, God. What a beautiful moment, it honestly. It got me, too. It got me, too. Cyclope is here, which is uh, Halloween? Or Don yes. Man. Okay, that's Halloween. And he does it. He has like the big spot of the match. And the funniest thing about that He's, is he does the dive. He's got the yeah, big dive. Yeah, he does like the corkscrew uh, moonsault. And you know who does Off and a like stack of three cars. And and uh, Hack being the one who organizes the catch. 
hilarious. Sure, sure. It makes I sense. I mean, this is Hack's match, obviously. He should be the one. He's like, hey, well, he's, he's also guys, the no, guy. I'll, I'll fucking catch him. He's the guy who knows how to work. A, he's he's done a you know he's done matches where you um, are getting in position for fucking catching some crazy shit. You know, more than yeah. fucking Finley or whatever, probably. Um, he's how, you, I mean, Brian Knobs isn't getting ready to catch a dive. He's getting ready to every, avoid every catching match a dive. With, with Sabu, <laughs> might as well be a junkyard match. So. Yeah, sure. And Sabu also might as well be four guys when he comes flying at you, right? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there's all right. So the, in, in a match of the most the, the the dreamiest of dream matches, we get ten seconds of Laparka versus Brian Knobs. LaParka throws like a bench seat from an old SUV at Brian Knobs. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just throw chairs at each other for like, it's like 10 seconds. And I watched the 10 seconds like four it's times. It's the most natural thing in the, it is the, that's the Mr. Condor Black Terry moment is, for sure. It feels so perfect. I have to assume that they have more interactions and in a way I want to cover every single one of those interactions in one form or another. Uh, I just don't know how. Are they in matches? To, what do you mean? What, what are the no, matches? No, I just have to assume that there's a fucking match where they're just, they're just like on opposite sides of a tag or something. I don't, I don't know. know if they even I don't know what that would be. It, but I'll, I, I want to see it. I feel point. like they didn't mix Laparka in. Well, he he no, I think they that didn't. Back. They didn't. He so mixed. He no... got mixed in more than some a lot of the other luchadors did. So I don't know. I yeah, bet, I bet he's got a really. A, they couldn't book him ever as a cruiserweight, really. So well, because he's not one. No, um, but like he's even then he was too tall. Even if it wasn't big like he is now, um, he 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 was always over too tall. That was I, yeah, I bet he's got a, a real interesting. If you go on Striga's website and look at '98 or whatever, I bet he's got a real interesting resume of C shows. Uh, there is matches. a Knobs and Morris versus Parkett and Silver King match from uh, June of uh, on a Thunder. Thunder, what, yeah, six and a half minutes. Oh hell yeah! And they have some house show matches, which sound fucking awesome. Well, sure. And then there's one from Saturday night in uh, August seventeenth, '99. Cool. First family. First first family was Nobbs, Hugh Morris, Jerry Flynn, and was there a fourth guy? Um, in the ni- the nineteen ninety nine iteration of Jimmy Hart's first family, which is the same, there was Megan Barbarian. We're still there, right? In the in the, the Tongans, right? Okay, right. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see here. Uh, Bill Demott throw uh, Hugh Morris throws Silver King into a windshield that was already broken. And I think that's the alleged 68 stitches, because you see immediately Silver King is like, oh, uh, like, <laughs> like reaching back and like, what? Uh. <laughs> yeah. You know, when somebody gets cut really bad and they like aren't selling it, they're just like mm-hmm. touching it. Like, uh. <laughs> uh, it's a classic uh, thing that happens in matches that happen in junkyards. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, 68 stitches. Pretty funny, huh? Um. Demott, to his credit, takes a, a a bump into the same windshield, and also uh, Silver King is up immediately after that, and just he's throwing overhand chops. Um, there's another moment later on; I think it's close to the end, actually, um, with Silver King that I really love. Um, yeah, Mikey Whipwreck is here. It's so weird that he just shows up. Um, he's still just dressed like Mikey Whipwreck, so he's obviously already dressed like a street. First street fight because he's in his all gear. His clothing is crap. Yeah, his gear. That's his gear. His, that dragon shirt. That's called gear, Siobhan. I know. <laughs> that's called wrestling attire. I'm sorry. Sorry. Those shorts. Those Nike shorts from Goodwill and that dragon shirt from Gadzooks. 
Yeah. That's his wrestling gear. So so I was coming home. I was getting the bus from work a few days ago. And on some light pole, I saw that there was a, uh, like a little sticker that said, protect our white children. And I obviously naturally, saw that and thought, oh, fuck this. And I threw it right in the trash. <laughs> so that, I think, gives me the ability to say that we should do an all-white Cruiserweights uh, episode <laughs> for 99. Because okay. you have what, Mikey? You have Kidman, Blitzkrieg. Yeah, Blitzkrieg is not. Is Blitzkrieg fully white? Jay Ross is a white man, yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure we're not like doing something that we shouldn't do. Yeah. <laughs> like call well, we like shouldn't a do that anyway. But, well, we should... <laughs> uh, I, well, we shouldn't is, be I mean, talking about Kidman this. Mikey is like is proto Ring of Honor in a way. Like Northeast ethnic North I would love Easter to I would uh, Billy Kidman was my favorite wrestler when I was like 9 years old. Dude, when Billy he when he was like first started doing the 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 the, the white uh, wife beater tank top and the yeah and started doing the shooting star and it looked like shit but it was still the coolest fucking move in the world to me even though I'd already seen Mark Marrow do it or whatever um it was the fucking man I love Billy Kidman I thought he was the the greatest wrestler in the world legit yeah the the period you know ethnic white men wearing t-shirts doing high spots on WCW pay-per-view is proto ring of honor there's no way around what's that. Kid- Kidman is what is he Italian Kidman's Jewish. Oh, okay. And Mikey is, like, Irish-Italian. Well, I mean, yeah, naturally. Um, but Kidman, I never really thought about. I don't no, think about yeah. Kidman. I never think about Kidman. Uh, he's not in this Kidman's match. underrated at this point. He should be in this really match. That's a funny thing to say, yeah. yeah. Well, he had more. I think he was We're actually, do, like, in we a do... title match or some shit. He had something to actually to do. I would but love to, to watch Kidman versus Hogan. I would love to find a reason. Because um, I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's see here. Nasty Knobs puts a dirty tire on Dave Taylor's head and hits him a bunch. He puts his he puts his dirty tire. <laughs> Got the dirty tire. He put his old dirty tire. Brian Knobs. We've all seen Brian a picture. Brian Knobs putting his dirty tire on Dave Taylor's head <laughs> and it's fucking it's fucking disgusting. But it's just it's funny as shit, bro. We're gonna put F- Phil's Phil's gonna uh, eat Brian Knobs' asshole. <laughs> That sucks that Bam's not in that Jackass movie. It does. But it's cool that they replaced him with Nasty Knobs. <laughs> no. Dude, I was thinking about something just completely up. What, you, you, know were, you, were thinking, the... you were thinking what if Horace Hogan was in Jackass 5 No, ever? no, I have a completely different wrestler. Unironically, Jackass Forever should have had Neil Diamond Cutter in it. Oh, yeah. No, there's just, I just... Somehow that just occurred to me that well, that Well, it sucks that they didn't... I feel like J.J. Gar- uh, Escobar should have fucking at least have one scene where he, like, shoots himself in the head or whatever with a non-lethal Rachel round. Rachel Wolfson kicks him in the, in the balls and he falls off a cliff or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's, I, 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 you know. You can do a lot. Unfortunately, I don't think there will be another Jackass movie. Um, but there was never another Junkyard Invitational either, so. Um, Nothing lasts forever. Yeah. Um, it's Finley has uh, the hood of uh 57 chevy and and he's going after knobs knobs counters by kicking upwards and then laparka hits finley with a tire so imagine fit finley v brian knobs asshole v la park um in a junkyard it happens for about five seconds we get that three-way dance um dave taylor has grease on his face and tony comments that he looks like he's been kissing a transmission or something and then heenan says yeah or a hubcap salesman implying there, that there's dave taylor there's a weird uh tangent by bobby about have you ever hit a man with a, ta- with a tailpipe uh <laughs> it sounds extremely sexual it sounds extremely sexual yeah that's Except when i can't figure it out <laughs> 
it's like going ass to ass. I yeah, don't, well, man. I mean, tailpipe is you know, it's there's no there's no Jeff actual Connolly in the junkyard invitational. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the the commentary team of of course Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heenan, and Keith David. Um, I'm yeah, taking it out for air, Cinderella. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I'm never gonna watch the movie again. Oh um, God, I might, but I'm not. Well, yeah, but you're a it. fucking sadist. Um, oh, I'm a psychopath. Yes, I, de- I, I don't deny this. Yeah, um, I, but you know, we all love we all love Jared Leto. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Um, when was the last time you watched Panic Room? Did you remember that uh, Jared Leto was cornrows in that? Yes, of course I do. I fucking I, I'm. Are you told? I was like thir- I was thirteen when that movie came out. I was obsessed with David Fincher. I watched Panic Room five hundred times. Shut up! Uh, stop, stop talking to me about that. I don't. That reminds me of all the shit that I used to like. I'm getting Mike Tanade right now. Wow, you're I gonna have to cut my tongue out for scissors. I don't want to talk about Jared Leto. I just downloaded House of Gucci. I'm... That's enough for you. <sighs> it's so funny that Snyder put him back in the Justice League. <laughs> okay. Um. That's the last time I saw Jared Leto, generally, was in Zack Snyder's Justice League, yeah. of course. Um, the, um, all right, so there's an inherent flaw in this match, uh, which is that there's one way to win, and it's to escape th- over this little fence, and then nobody actually tries to do it. No. Um, I, it doesn't really matter, but then, all right, so when Horace and Rocco Rock go to the fence... Um, Tony comes on commentary after a long silence and says, I remember fans. I remember that you've got to go over the top and out the other side. Do not forget that. And it's absolutely clear that Tony had no idea what the rules to this match were seconds before. And then they put it in his ear right then. And then he was like, uh, and remember fans. He had absolutely. If he did know, he had absolutely lost track. You, I went back. There's like and a honestly, there's a long pause. How could you blame him? There's a long yeah. gap where clearly somebody is telling him, "Hey, don't forget to say that this is how they win the match," because they haven't mentioned it up to the point. Oh no! no. And Tony either didn't know in, or he said, "There's like a Mike Tanay thing where he explains the rule. They don't explain the rules that well." He says literally, "I remember, fans. I remember. Don't forget that." <laughs> um. All right, so we cut to Silver King punching Brian Nobbs in the face 15 times on the ground. <laughs> I am not kidding. That's a spot in this match. Silver King is mounts Brian Nobbs, who's on the ground, um, and just punches him in the face like 15 times. Finley stabs a muffler into Hack's gut. Um, yeah. Oh, such a good sell from Hack. Yeah, and Hack screams. Hack, they're both screaming like maniacs. Um, and then there's also a big fire burning outside the ring of cars for whatever reason. And Tony yeah. Tony says that's there to make it more dis- difficult for them to escape. But it's not anywhere near near the fence. I, I could not figure out the geography of this thing. <laughs> uh, I, the the map was not fully loaded in. I had not gone to all the the lookout towers or whatever yet. To, yeah. <laughs> um, Dave Taylor T- Dave Taylor has a tire around his waist. He's just wandering around with a tire around his waist. Um. I don't know. Silver King and Jerry Flynn hit each other with car bumpers. Uh, you know, they all look like they're having fun. <laughs> it's a really kick-ass match, man. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you can watch this match and not think it's, like, good. I'm not I, saying great, uh, but it's, good. I, I think people might have issues with the logic of it, with the general, like, nothing... Nobody is ever introduced. There's, like, no, there's no context given, really. It's just, like... 
this is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and it is. And, you know, that's all I require. But I, I, I would understand if somebody else required some, something more. <laughs> In a lot of ways, it's almost like, like the uh, classic Thanksgiving Smackdown episode, uh, Thanksgiving like food fight. Except if you made that into a 13 minute match, 15 miles from the re- arena, <laughs> and spent, uh, a, you know, a reported hundred thousand dollars on it, which I I believe Bischoff when he says that that's a bullshit number, but still. Well, hey, in the hot, you know the hot days that of fantastic. In the hot days of SmackDown food fights, you know, back in the early 2000s, that catering might have cost a hundred grand. You never know. They were crafty was real good back then. Yeah. From what I hear, sushi's coming out of your budget. Yeah, it sucks. It really sucks. When you, when you hear those stories about uh, fucking catering costs and, and weird taxes that they've put on WWE wrestlers over the last 20 yeah. years. Um, all right, so Hack and Finley and Brian Knobs all wander around trading shots. It's crazy because it's three of the best wrestlers of all time uh, wandering around. Absolutely. <laughs> In the dark when there's fire. Um, there's a car that's flipped over. Did you yes. see that? Why don't they ever do that at Zona? Flip the car over. That's cool. I don't know. That looks like a fucking war zone. There. Okay. So the the not necessarily end run, but the Finley getting put in the and the, the climax, uh, tr- the climax, the of trunk the of the of the of the taxi cab. And the then, the de facto climax of the match. <laughs> okay. So here's a question for you. So that, that so uh, okay. So Finley escapes after Hack tries to put him in the trunk of the taxi cab. He's right. in there for like two seconds. Then someone with uh, a big forklift. A, yeah. Like a like a like a junkyard. Like not you know not this is not a warehouse forklift. This is like one that can lift. You know, like the 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 ones I used at Caterpillar could lift forty seven hundred, or you could lift up more than that. But your back wheels might fucking bounce off the ground a little bit. You know. This is lifting like a ton and a half car. Yeah. This uh, is this is made to do this with ease. Do you? I swear to fucking Christ, it it seems like that's a wrestler. That could easily just be Brian Clark behind the wheel, right? Uh, Well, I feel like they could have. That could easily be a member of Chronic. That could have been an angle, you know. They could have like had a guy do it, or could have been. It should have been Jimmy Hart, but he has to get licensed. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's the Crusher, and that's in uh, Breaking Bad, right? They stole that Breaking Bad. Zach Gilligan stole that from this match. Um and now So fin- Finley escapes and then they crush the car and then there's an explosion. Yeah, this so the car explodes. It explodes. Which is cool. Like so there's it's a cool shot. Like Hack and Knobs are fighting. Hen- fin- they don't realize Finley didn't get killed. Yeah. So it all right, and also I want to say Tony says Fit Finley's life was spared. Um and hack tried to put him in a hack. That great line. Is I'd missed that one. Sorry, yeah. I must have missed it. Um, they so hack and knobs thinking that Fit Finley is dead. Hang on, thinking that Fit Finley is now deceased, that they've killed him. Um, they wander around brawling some more, not trying to win the match. <laughs> well, Finley just walks easily with no opposition to the fence he's supposed to climb over. The very simple little shitty fence. And then as he's about to climb over, there's a huge explosion. Also, Rocco, Rock, and Horace Hogan, nowhere in sight, just has to be said. Yeah, well, all they've right. Transport- they've teleported to the other side of the junkyard, for, for all we know. That's fine. That's fine. They needed to get out of the way of the explosion. 
Yeah, well, of course, of course, and you know, nobody uh, wants to be looking at Ted Petty. Nobody wants to be distracted by Ted Petty while well, this car explodes for no reason. But what if there was a shot of Ted Petty like walking away in slow motion behind the cars, like like in waiting to exhale, you know? <laughs> and it's Ted, but instead of uh, uh, Angela Bassett, it's uh, Ted Petty. <laughs> you know, all I know is like in waiting to exhale. People yeah. know that. No, you know the yeah. gif at least. Um, yeah, Ted t- Petty wouldn't have been a good Betty Shabazz. Mm. I mean, but that's know. not here nor there. Uh, Could have done the stunt. Uh, Tony says that will keep the opponents at bay. Um, it's <laughs> and then there's a there's another helicopter shot of the flaming car, and it's clear that now none of the wrestlers are still in the junkyard. <laughs> oh like, yeah, the match ended. Finley won, and uh, and then everybody left. <laughs> No, you're tough, guys. I'm the tough guy. He says something like to the bad So strange. It's one of the strangest matches ever booked, and it's great. It kicks so much ass. I'm so glad that this match exists. Does it feels it important. Any, does it have any justification for existing? Ab- fucking absolutely not, but who cares? It's like, we. I mean, this is a, this is like one of the most important cinematic matches of all time, right? Well, I think, you know, but, people don't give enough credit to the, the pre-taped things like this, or, or pre-taped or not, whether this was, you know, happening live, whether Regal Finley happened live, whether they actually drove those monster trucks live and... Owen, Sh- the... Owen Shamrock in the dungeon. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean... That's this... <laughs> the match that gets a little bit more uh, praise. That's but... the that's the one in the basement, right? Like, they, yeah. The, well, they no... don't have... It, they didn't have even cable. There, no. so there's no way that could be live. Um, the, I think that was also shot like Barry Lyndon, right? That was all by candle. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think now we have more of these, and you know, you can upload a, a fucking match to YouTube that you just put on your YouTube channel where you've shot it with no audience or whatever. Like, I don't know. I think this this is these are important things. I think the King of the Road match is important. Yeah, I think the fucking Hollywood Backlot Brawl is also really important. The, the Boiler Room Brawl, like all these '90s matches. That, um, you know, like sort of set a precedent that you were allowed especially, to do this, especially the ones that I, I mean, and it's like all of the cinematic match, like it, it's not a thing really that mo- for most of those to be like hybrid live things. Like there's the one. Well, yeah, a couple of those are really the, that's where well, Vince really figured it out. I, I want to one of the the Hardys versus crazy crazy Steve and Abyss of uh, the Great War. The Great War, sure. Called. Yeah. That that's definitely a hybrid. Uh, yeah, some of that was that's in cool. but also that was probably taped in advance anyways. Like doing it live like Vince did. It was half, as, it was taped in advance and then then they finished live and, in the Yeah, uh, finished in the, in the arena. I think I think, you know, you know, I think that's really impressive. I think when, when Vince did that with you know, Foley and Undertaker and Piper Dustin. and Goldust, yeah, those yeah. are those are great. Those are great ideas. You know, execution might not be, and I'm not going to say the execution of this match is uh, flawless. <laughs> uh, it's it's the it's you know it's innovative. Yeah, and it's not. But you can't see a lot of it. You know, it's it, but it, but uh, but I don't know. It's not. It's it's it's, it's too bad we didn't have picture in picture stuff. Happening. I guess technically the hybrid live uh, hybrid pre taped hybrid live thing is the thing with the stadium stampede matches but those are things like 45 minutes so it's like i don't i just can't give a shit well i don't know and look i mean we had a year we had they're badly done i just i'm like man these are long matches we had a year of um you know of of no crowd you know no no crowd shows that a lot of them were streamed live and then uh, you know a lot of people decided that they could do you know paradigm does their 
their fucking UWFI stuff in a season. They shoot it all over a weekend with no crowd or with a limited crowd. And, you know, they can cut it. They can do whatever they want. They can reshoot the fucking finish to a match if they want. And more power to them, you know? Like... That's just going back to cl- uh, classic uh, TV taping yeah, ideas. It's all the it's same. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's just, Wrestling, it... Wrestling's not that hard, but <laughs> it is complex. Yeah. Well, it's, it's hard to get right. Um, I, I don't know. I think, I think it's a really interesting match to look back at because people do um, shit on it more, more often than not. If you like ask, you know, this is wrestle crap to a lot of people. This is Matthew doesn't like this match. He may, he sure he's cut it together in a fucking with Benny Hill music or whatever the fuck, you know, I'm sure Matthew has done that. <laughs> or some... mean, sure. It's stupid. But I mean, like you just said, what we're doing is just like the brutality of this match. And is just on, is just, well, all right. I, don't know, I mean, that's I, that's that's secondary to me. I think I think it's just more fun and goofy and and wild. And it's well, all these it is. Guys. It's just it's just it's just a complete chaos, completely chaotic thing. There is that... a list of of injuries that happened that Conrad was uh, going off about. Um, and also, this this I do want to say we said I don't know if we like really put this out there, but this was invite only. Okay, this was it was the, the invitation. It was you could not get into this if you did not have an invite, which is very. You know, that means a lot. Um, the champagne room at Hack's Place. Yeah, the champagne room at Hack's Place. Um, of course. And so uh, I, I do want to do quick, we'll take a little break here, but I want to I wanna do a really quick uh, ranking of everybody. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, I was looking for uh, a list of the injuries, but I, I can't seem to find a full list. But I'm going to, I'm going to run down just off the top of my head. Uh, my 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 ranking of performances in the Hardcore Joker Battle Royal. Um, let's see here. Number one, gotta go with yeah, gotta go with Brian Nobbs. Nobbs Nobbs is is a strong number one. Yeah, number two, Laparka. Number two, yes. Number three, I'm gonna go with. Hmm, I'm gonna go with Fit Finley, I guess. Yeah. And then four, I guess I got to go with, I'm going with Silver King. That's fair. Over Hugh Morris. Over, I, and I, then, I and then Morris ha- is more active, but Silver King does crazier shit. Yeah. And then I'm, and then I'm going uh, Hugh Morris, Dave Taylor, Jerry Flynn. Um, who does that leave? That leaves Cyclope. Nice dive. Uh, 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 both the public, public enemy are there. They're right there. Mikey. Uh, no, no, Horace doesn't do shit. Horace doesn't do anything. Steven Regal does literally less, and then Mikey Whipwreck just shows up, and he's the worst in the match. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't. I don't think he. Takes but here's a bump. the thing: he secretly might have done a ton, and we have no clue. But you know, that's the beauty of it, isn't it? And this, this, uh, yeah, that is. Uh, this claims that slice our, of life. The the claim on this blog post um, is that uh, that Arn Anderson was the agent for this. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, and that Bischoff specifically said he didn't want to do it and that Arn got it. <laughs> Which, you Hell know. Hell yeah. I Good believe for it. Arn, man. I believe it. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You got? You want to do a, a ranking real fast? I think your ranking is good. Uh, you would move you. the craziest single thing in the match, but that's the only time we see him in the entire match. That's a shame. Yeah. Um, There's I a version know. of this match out there. There's an alternate cut where Steve Regal does a lot. We always said that we we always said that about the seven way at the Dwayne Sedero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that matches a lot better shot with one cell phone than this. Oh is. yeah, 
<laughs> which is hilarious, but it's the truth. Um, that match with a hundred dollar budget compared to the reported hundred thousand dollar budget. Um, that, I mean, hundred dollars yeah. is what it, you know. You split a hundred dollars. That's what those guys got paid for that match. Oh hell yeah! Um, and then the the fucking windshields they broke were stolen. No, um, no, they. That's just that that that's just that's that's petty items. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's comes with the venue. Don't break the chairs. Cars are all, right. all yours. So you want to take a short break? Yeah. Two, real, minute, two, three minute break? Real short, yeah. All right. And we'll do that and then we'll be right back uh, with the uh, Hardcore Battle Royal from WrestleMania 2000, which is the name of that show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Be right back. It was the 2000. It was the 2000 WrestleMania. You a chapstick user? Four, but I haven't used it in ages for whatever no. reason. My lips have been fine, honestly. Oh, they kill me. Oh no, I understand. Yeah, remember since I was I... a big Blistex person, uh, my mom would always be like, "It's medicated. It's great." And I'm like, it "Does it fu- what the <laughs> fuck does medicated mean, man? That doesn't mean anything. That's an active ingredient. As an active ingredient in my ass." <laughs> I saw. I mean, speaking of medicated bombs and and uh, you know, I I, I saw. At the weed store, they had, like, THC, CBD, fucking lip balm, and I was just like, man, I'm just gonna rub it on my lips all day. Like, that's not gonna be good for anybody. I know, that's such a, also, I, I have, I hate saying it, but that's such a jerk-off thing to do. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People, people have these crazy ideas, and I don't know. I don't know if they're selling a lot of those. Burt's Bees is not selling the weed, uh, sticks, the, <laughs> the weed balm yet. Um. Yeah, welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. Um, I I like to smoke my weed, personally. Yeah. Sometimes I like to eat it. But I'm not going to rub it on my lips. What, am I an animal? Just like, the people who, like, are big into, the, like, the THC cream and just, like, rubbing it all over their body, that's just, that that has a vague perversity to me. I, that, <laughs> maybe that's a, but it, it's just weird. Like, just yeah. smoke the fucking shit, you fucking idiot. Well, I don't know if there's some topical no treatment. Sh- sh- no shout out to Sally because I don't think she does that, but still. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I mean I've known people who buy the weird products. I I sometimes I, when I'm in there I see the like the soda. They got the weed soda. Oh god. And I just like, well, I mean, it's 50 milligrams. I'm going to drink this whole thing and then I have to go to bed. Like what am I, am I going to save half of this? It's not a soda if I save half of it. You got to drink a whole soda. What is it in the glass bottle? Um, no, these were in cans, I think. Uh, I, mean, I think they got Well, both. then that's still useless. It's got to be in a fucking plastic, like, 20 ounce or something, right? Even then. That's the only way you're going to save anything. Even then. Even then. I'm not, I'm not buying that. Um, I, I, I might buy it, but I'm not, you're not selling me on it. But I still might pay you for it. Um, <laughs> welcome back. Weed talk. <laughs> it's the weed minute. Uh, no. I, I just, I like to smoke it. Mostly. Um, you know... There are not enough of these matches where there's like 80 guys and they're all fighting in a an undefined or you know not not clearly defined space. I think that's part of why 
Del Pesadero, like, struck us so early on. And then it's, you know, the, the Junkyard match is so unique. But I think this match, which is our main event, I guess, if we're it's only two matches this show. Um, the hardcore title, Battle Royal, is, I believe, the name of this match? Yes. Um, from WWF WrestleMania 2000, August, or April 2nd, sorry, 2000. Um, it is, uh, it's just a match in a ring and around the ring and they go in the back a little bit. There's no reason you couldn't see more of these. You know, I always like the big Japan battle Royals that they would yeah. do where it would be like, you could go over the top and get eliminated, but also there's light tubes everywhere and pinfalls count. Um, I, I always enjoyed that. I you know? mean, I, we, I just, we just had a thing where I said that I think the, uh, the final four uh, main event uh, is one of the best WWE main events of all time, and that's just go over the. They are going all over the, the. They go basically all at over this the show. Arena. At this show, you like that match a lot? No, no. I mean, uh, from '97, the uh, oh, Red oh, fi- Vader, from Austin from in your house, Taker. final four. Yeah, I think that that's what, and it's there's ostensibly pinfalls in that match, but nobody actually gets pinned. They just get thrown. Over. That's yeah. one of the best matches. Uh, well, that's a very, best. yeah, that's a very specific fucking, case, but I love that match too. That's a great show. I, that whole show. Yeah. That's whole. That, that's a match. I have, I can't think of a reason to talk about aside from the fact that it's just like incredibly brutal. Well, it's just really good. Um, yeah. It's you. I mean, you know, look, there's plenty of reasons to talk about Brett's exit from, you know, being a baby face. It's, it's all, it's very important for a lot of different reasons. Um, Worst guy in a match, but I'm not 90, even talking. Ninety-seven not... Undertaker. It's like that's probably a good match. I, I don't even mean the over-the-top rules. I just mean a match where there's like, it's more than four guys, and they're all yeah. doing crazy shit. Like you have, you've had plenty of six-pack challenges or whatever, um, but there's there's very few of these where it's like a bunch of guys just doing crazy shit. Um, because you know, oftentimes in these WWE, if the WWE version of the of this is, you know, um. 30 minutes long and it's got six guys who all have their own specific spots. So this hardcore yeah. battle Royal, the, the spotlight is not really on anybody. It's constantly shifting. People get their shit in a little bit, but mostly people are just reacting to what's around them. I mean, I don't want to say that there's like four moves in this match, but there's basically like four wrestling. Moves and they're all Taz match. suplexes <laughs> and one uh, Bradshaw power bump. Right, right. Um, no, it's it's pretty. It's a it's a pretty interesting match. So this is the um, the the continuation of the hardcore title series, which we are still doing. Um, we've got a whole list of all the all the matches that we're going to do on the next one and the one after that, and so on and so forth. And um, we've been doing this for two and a half years now, yeah. uh, following the trajectory of the WWF hardcore title. And then somewhere along the way, we decided to also talk about the WCW Hardcore title, including um, all of Hack's matches, which yes, led the, to the inception uh, of the title. The unofficial, uh, the Emperor of the North Pole. That and, is the only way to describe it. Yeah, sure, yeah. And then, and then we also holy, did that. Holy shit, that Lee Marvin and the WCW Hardcore division. That's a thought. Now, anyway. he um, so And then we also we talked about other hardcore stuff that WCW has done. Um, so this has sort of opened us up and then this, this is sort of, I think in my mind, this is sort of one of the pinnacles of this, 
of of the hardcore title um but i think it peaks just repeatedly i mean i don't know in my head i also like i rate raven versus kane versus big show from the from astrodome really high like oh i just rewatched that recently that match is is awesome yeah one of the, one of the uh craziest spots you'll ever see in a on a wrestlemania i think is raven getting friend for the glass window yeah, and yeah, just being so bloody. But yeah, it gets it's not cut up. Remarked on at all. Yeah. It gets cut up real good. Um, yeah, that match is awesome. And I, I you know, the, a month later, Raven and Rhino at Backlash is an incredible match. And you know, it, the, the momentum gets carried through. I Two, think. Yeah, two thousand one is like a lot of main eventer main eventers having runs with it, uh, and not just like RVD, but like Jericho. Right, Angle, and then Taker gets involved later on. Yeah, so I don't know. We wouldn't have done this project if it wasn't going to be interesting all the way through. We we did. We didn't just jump. I think we were actually through some of the least interesting stuff, which is the boss man, like the towards the tail end of the boss man Al Snow stuff before the before Crash changes the game. Yeah. Um, and this isn't necessarily the culmination of of the twenty four seven era, which continues off and on over the next couple of years, and really goes Looney Tunes fucking, you know, Warner, like, you know, in 2002, I think. Yeah, WrestleMania 18 is the one that has the most uh, bonkers usage of it. Throughout the whole show, there's backstage vignettes of people in the the title changing hands. That's that's basically when it just is the DDT version of the title. Right, right. And And that's, you know, that's valid too. It's fun too. The version, or moreover, the the WWE 24-7 title we have now. Right, right. Well, which I've, I, I've never, I have no exposure to. I've no, I, I, I know it's, it's green, right? <laughs> it's. I honestly. It looks like it's shit. Kind of, it's green. It's kind of a cool belt. Is it really think. okay? No, it, it's it's just Art Deco. It just doesn't fit anything. It's just very strange. But it's, it's Art it's Deco. Cool. Well, okay. <laughs> if you saw it, you know what I mean, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, no, I'm. I, I like it. No, I'm with it. Um. All right. So, uh, th- th- we open with a backstage up explanation of the rules by Tim White. Uh, who has a great voice. Tim, oh, he's such a Boston motherfucker. Yeah, he's very uh, Tim funny. White is probably my fa- absolute favorite. Uh, well, I think you've du- said this before. Yeah, he's my favorite WWF exclusive ref. Well, I think you've got that pinned tweet that's got your spreadsheet of all your favorite referees ranked by company and era. And... That's unironically something I would do. That's tweet. like, I mean, like, let's not even make a joke <laughs> of that because that might end up happening. And then yeah. I'm just going to feel fucking pathetic. Yeah, well, it's, you know... <laughs> Multiple accounts, so you can have multiple pin tweets. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I got to do it. At work. Uh, sorry, Stacy, I uh, need need some time to uh, rank uh, Brian Hebner versus Mike Kyoto. <laughs> you guys have Excel for real on this computer. I use fucking Google Sheets at home. Give me their real yeah. shit. Um, all right, Taz. All right, so here's the thing. Everybody in this match gets an entrance, which is a stark contrast from the last match. <laughs> Um, yes literally 100 percent different uh 180 yeah the exact opposite presentation um that one's outside this one's inside <laughs> crazy um taz's pyro is really sloppy it looks like like he could easily kill an underpaid stage tech uh or i guess those guys <laughs> might be union yeah probably in california right? in california i was gonna say yeah, yeah. yeah um but oh man, everybody gets their own entrance here. So I don't know. Viscera looks great. Mean Street Posse's music looks great. They're fuck. Or sounds great. They they look juiced to shit. Headbangers theme is bizarre. I don't remember that. I remember either. it because it was in all the video games. I guess. So I. It sounds it, like an Offspring song or yeah, something. Yeah, it's, it's just it's a very 90s strange. Off-brand, you know, pop punk. Um, the of course hardcore and they they're wearing brassiers. 
course. Yeah. Smosh and Thrasher. Um, Hardcore Holly has his uh, Spike, T- Spike TV commercial music. Um, Kai and Tai have their From Japan music. Well, I, uh, no, wait. They're announced as being From Japan yes. by Finkel. Um, and then they have their their music, which is... Do, 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 it's do, excellent, do. like... It's like... Uh, hey guys, we're not from around here. Kind of music, you know. Uh, APA get a big pop. Yeah, they're still wearing their tights to work. Um, and then finally, there's Crash, who I th- which is so funny that he it's it's just funny that he and uh, Bob have separate still, entrances. And they, they still have the same as music. they should, as they yeah. should. But I think it's awesome. I'm I'm really into it. Um, I do. Too. Yeah, he, I thought it was cool too. And he always carries himself with confidence, even if he's walking into uh, the room where Joe Pesci got shot in the back of the head and the other. Scorsese movie. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a weird fade to black that I assume was inserted just so that they can make you watch ads on a cheaper Peacock plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have the, the we got the, we got the good one though. Yeah, so. we do. We do. Um, we have a clock on the screen for 15 minutes, and this is a this is a uh, a championship scramble style, right? So 15 minutes on the clock uh, must pin the champ. You pin the champ. You're the champ. And then if somebody pins you, they're the champ. And at the end of the 15 minutes, whoever's the champ is the champ. Um, which is a really cool concept that I, I, I don't think I had ever seen anybody do before this. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, you've seen it since then. Like, they literally just t- took this and adapted it into a, a shitty PG era main event template, right? Yeah, and then they do a, a, at least one or two variations on this over the course of the year. Uh, backlash is a very I, and it, that results in a really underwhelming match. Honestly, I haven't seen the Unforgiven one. I think it is well, from September. That seems like it's probably a lot better. Um, those are both from two thousand. Yeah, they redo this. Okay, I, I can't remember those to be honest. Yeah, those are closer to six or seven man pack uh, matches. Sure. Well, that's part of what makes this work. Now, how how many people are in this? Do you know? Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, that's a good number. Um, we um. It is complete chaos around the ring. Everybody sort of goes out and starts fighting. Uh, Taz grabs a capture suplex on Crash, but Kevin Dunn cuts away and misses the spot. Cuts back to show Taz winning with and becoming the champion. Um, so misses the capture suplex. Yeah. Um, Taz goes out to the floor to fight people, because that's what he does, and Viscera grabs him, slams him into the post, um, and then Power slams him on the floor. Sorry, I need to have this the title uh, history up because yeah, I'm supposed I, to, I'm I'm supposed to announce too. it. Striga's website. Load I, it up. Bitch. I'm going to Wikipedia. Cause fuck. No, that's probably the better call. Yeah. I'll, we'll, we'll do both. You on, on uh, Jimmy Wales's website, me on uh, Striga Wales's website. Yeah. The browsers. Nobody talks about it. Yeah. It's crazy. That's true. Um, oh yeah. Cause Pete gas. All right. So previously, Jimmy Pete... Wales, you don't know Jimmy Wales. It's flip Kendrick's <laughs> brother. Flip Kendrick's brother. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's uh Pete Gas won the title on March 13th in the Newark airport, of course. Yes. Which was the first actual title change. So that's the thing is the title hasn't actually changed hands under the 24-7 rule at all. It's just been crash running away, except for at Newark airport where Pete Gas beat him for 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, and then crash won it back uh, in the next segment or in the same segment? I forget. Uh, same segment. Okay. Because the other, because the other, uh, the other two dummies start fighting with him, and he gets the opportunity. Also, Albert shows up, and also Albert shows up. Yeah, <laughs> Albert. Albert is actually in a featured tag match in this. We'll talk about that in a minute, though. Um, all right, so 
Taz. This is really an exhibition of how shockingly good the tag division is in uh, I got a whole note April on it. 2000, We're gonna, but that's neither here nor there. No, it is here, but it's down on the notes because I, okay. I got a thing that we got to do. We're going to do, okay? Um, all right, Taz. With a capture via capture suplex, thirty one seconds, twenty nine seconds into this match, becomes your eighteenth WWF Hardcore Champion, um, and then a mere thirty seconds later, he's big de- Vis. He's defeated by Viscera, who gives him a, a slam into the post, and then a, a, like a world strongest slam on the floor. It looks pretty rough. Um, and yeah. I, by my count, it looked like there had been fifty nine seconds. Uh, elapsed it, it, it was 1401 on the clock when this yeah won the uh, title. officially they have it as one minute in yeah so uh so your 19th champion big viscera um so let's see here there's a lot of aimless weaponing um viscera is hitting mean street guys with the japanese flag bradshaw has like an old like rotary telephone and he's hitting somebody with it yeah uh, Bob Holly's just walking around throwing stiffer than necessary arm shot. Like he's just hitting people harder than he should. Bless um, Bob Holly. Yeah, Crash gets busted open somehow. We don't see. We don't even see him take a fucking. <laughs> no, he's just bleeding. He's just bleeding. Um, and then the acolytes go after Viscera, um, and uh, it, which is a battle of the weird like. Uh, rapey ministry mid carter guys yeah um there's midian when you need him yeah yeah he should have been in this it's crazy jbl became a star i know we always say that but it is crazy that he bradshaw that ass all the way to the top yeah um he kills rodney uh and pete gas with a trash can um and then we're gas ends up having i i mean this 100 percent sincerely one of the best wrestlemania blade jobs of all time yeah yes he does um all right it's 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 a great blade job okay right before that um we're, all right, so we hear a lot of weapon shots and reactions from the crowd and JR and Jerry, but we don't actually see much of what's happening because there's just a, 13 guys. Uh, Bradshaw goes wild with the cookie sheet, hits like seven guys. Like, he's really Bradshaw on that ass out there. Yep. Um, and then Taz takes him out with, I think, a trash can or something. For a huge pop, biggest pop of the match so far, Taz is easily the most over guy in this. Oh, Taz is still super nuclear over. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of people are fucking over. Viscera, his title chant, he gets so booed. It's great. Sure. People fucking hate him. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, taking off a Taz. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So what happened? All right. So what does happen to Pete Gass? Do we, we don't know. I have no clue. It's somewhere off screen. Yeah. They, they, I, I feel like they mention it before you see it. Don't they? Maybe. I feel like Jerry or JR says, uh, Pete Gass is, uh, bloody too and like you're like what p gas is bloody what are you talking about <laughs> i was like the, looking around of all the people to tap an artery i know and he fucking goes for it man that bless yeah. him bless him that, fully that... fucking leaking and he oh he's like all right see he's leaking out of his head uh viscera takes a bump on the floor mm-hmm. at some point here uh which i was impressed by but he takes a, a bob holly trash can lid shot bumps on the floor 500 pounds or whatever then kicks out <laughs> Yeah, awesome. uh, is like def- very defiant. Uh, it's like six minute. Uh, as champ. it's a good awesome. run. He had a good reign. Yeah, it was like Hogan. You know, <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. Hogan in eighty from eighty four to eighty seven or whatever. Um, yeah, the shot of Pete Gas being dragged by Farouk. Farouk throws him into the rail, but on the way there, they're like wandering over and around people, so that Pete Gas can take a pretty rudimentary bump into the rail, right? Um, but he, but Pete Gass is bleeding all over his fucking sweater vest and he's coughing 
which is the funniest part. He's like so out of breath and he's coughing and like spitting and he just looks yeah. like he's not well. And he's bleeding a fuck lot. A real lot. He's profuse. Uh, there's a, <laughs> one of the spots with uh, the APA double team in Viscera has a completely unseen but very good spit take from this. Mm. He I just like that. blows. He, yeah, he just like hawks one up after he gets hit with like a fucking tailpipe in the gut or something. Sure. Well, they don't take it easy on him or anybody else. But like that. So all right, we do get. Is this where? Um, yeah, they break a two by four over his over Viscera's back. Farouk does. Um, meanwhile, oh yeah, for, oh, Bradshaw no. hits him with a great uh, shoulder tackle off the top. Yeah, okay. Right before that, Farouk does a dominator on Funaki. Bradshaw power bombs Taka, and then they throw Viscera, who has gone up to the top rope for some reason. They throw him off, and then we get the the two by four, and then Bradshaw the top rope flying shoulder block, which is like fucking Masawa. Right? Like, such a good fucking spot, yeah. right? A fucking Patriot missile, basically. Yeah, Patriot missile. Um, uh, they, then, then they, gra- for whatever reason, they grab Kai and Tai and throw him on top of Viscera, and also one of the headbangers gets in there, too. <laughs> um, and, and Viscera loses the title uh, via via the flying uh, shoulder block, I would the say. Weird f- the weird... They always had a weird subtextual friendship between... Uh, or just weird relationship between Kai and Tai and APA. They were drinking buddies. Even, yeah, yeah, they gambled. Not even... Just like... The payoff of here, kid, your champ. Because uh, is that like what you think for, it is? Okay, I don't feel like dealing with it for another eight minutes. Sure. I'll come back to yeah. that. I've got some ass to beat. We it's also very, very funny and very underplayed and very clever. Yeah, I like that a lot. Farouk's like, well, damn, son, they already uh, you saw you got the script for Thursday. We already have to do a sketch together, so let's just be friends, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So and then, then that's that's your um, sorry you. Uh, that that is ruled as a Funaki victory. Your nineteenth no. hard, WWF hardcore champion. Excuse is, me, twentieth. Twentieth hardcore <laughs> WWF hardcore champion is one Shoichi Sho Funaki. Funaki. Um, and and uh, all right, he so, fucking sprints. He does actually sprint. the perf, perf, probably the perfect person to do that spot with because he's him or Crash. Great cardio. Crash are the free fastest men in that and, match and, and i might go with funaki's being the fast funaki is more of a little stinker than taka is though taka yeah. taka is more likely to stand there and fight funaki is gonna run um okay so and you can't have crash get the title back right then anyway so right so that's about halfway i think we're at six or seven minutes through the we are officially at seven fifteen. Yeah. okay uh-oh um i just had a huge sound jesus christ i'm gonna mute all that um the um this was a this is sort of a, a turning point in this uh, match because Funaki does run away. Uh, but also, I think this is our opportunity to talk about um, the the tag team division very briefly. Um, I want to say you've got the Mean Street Posse, who could be any combination of the two of the three. You've got the APA. You've got the Hollies, who were often yeah. on a team. You've got the Kayentai. You've got the Headbangers. Um, and then you can have, you know, you can have Taz team up with somebody. You could have Viscera team up with Midian, whatever you want. Um, you've got this great group of guys out there. And then you look at, this is the deep end. There's, yeah, there's a six pack, um, the, from the six pack challenge where it's the Hollies, the Hardys, uh, Saturn and Taz. Saturn and Taz have been an awesome team. Yeah, sure. Of um, just, uh, a, a very Italian men. Yeah. Um, I, I think... So, all right, you look at that, and you look at the guys that they sh- shoved into this, and then you look at the other feature tag matches. First of all, you've got the, the, the ladder match. So you've got the Hardys, 
the uh, the the Dudleys and Edge and Christian, and then you then you've got Head Cheese, which is Steve Blackman and Al Snow. You've got TNA, which is Test and Albert, and then you've got Bull Buchanan and um and uh and B- Big Boss Man. Yeah, Bull taking over the Albert role is the. Uh... As boss his, man sidekick, I think the, which is probably a better, yeah, the guy a he better. fucks. Bull Buchanan was the because because Albert was a power bottom and and but was too powerful. I think Bull is the, a little more receptive. Yeah, right. right. I, I think that's actually, that's a really good uh, that's receptive. a really good sidekick man. Yeah. <laughs> D'Lo and Godfather. D'Lo which is and Godfather. Just black guy team, but right. Ice T is there. That's very cool. That was cool too. And then you've got a combination of the radicals. You could do whatever you want. So let's just say and let, uh, fucking too cool. Too cool. Who could forget? I certainly didn't. Uh, <laughs> DXer here, and also Kane and Rikishi. That's so, on a team. That's so I'm going to throw team. out. I'm going to throw out uh, an idea. Uh, WWF 2000. Chris Kresge presents Double Death. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just. I mean, the tag team tournament. I mean, whatever. DDT four or a big ass mother three thousand or whatever. You know, like uh, uh, this is this is the greatest tag team division of all time but i think double dab i think you do dudley's hardy's edge and christian holly's headbangers apa kai and tai and mean street posse and that's double death and you cut yeah. all the other losers out these guys all get graduated taz gets to fucking i don't know there's a three-way dance and one of them is taz in a handicap role i don't know it doesn't matter um wbf 2000 double death um, I approve. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. So Funaki has ruled the champion uh, after the weird clusterfuck pin. And he and Taka are both celebrating because they both think they've both won the title. And then Taka turns and just decks him in the fucking mouth. The great punch. Yeah. Um, which is hilarious. And Funaki runs back. Everyone in pursuit, right? Yeah. Mean Street Posse finds him first. Beat him up for a minute. And then out of nowhere, to become your 21st. Excuse me. Yes, your 21st WWF Hardcore Champion. It's Rodney from the Mean Street Posse. The Rod most rageous. The least uh, notable of the, <laughs> of the, the MSP. Funniest, I don't know. Is he the funniest looking of the three? He looks Is like that... James Elroy, right? Is that the yeah. guy's name? The, the, that guy? What, LA Confidential? James Elroy? Who do you mean? What, tell me who you're thinking of. He's like a little guy, and he was a jobber, and then he got a job. Ellsworth. James Ellsworth. James Elroy is the guy who wrote LA Confidential and shit. Right, James. <laughs> he doesn't look <laughs> like... Oh, the, God. The man in this match who looks, looks like James Elroy is probably Crash Holly. Sorry for the audio, folks. That's I don't know why that that's making that sound like that. I would fucking hear anything. Oh, yeah, I know you don't, but the fucking listeners certainly did. Certainly. Um. <laughs> yeah, they can, they can smoke my hog. Um... Anyway, backstage of uh, Rodney, he holds it for 24 seconds before your 22nd hardcore champion, Venom himself, Joey Abs. Yes, yeah, who Venom. Uh, obviously <laughs> a man who should have actually had like a, a legitimate run in WWE because you could fucking go, but eh, just wasn't just wasn't meant to be. Right? No. Um... Dude, you, you've seen those Omega matches. You yeah, know? of course, of course. Sorry, I got really fucking distracted. Um, Sorry, Jack. No, it's not on Jack. It's on my wife. Um, no, I... Um, I, Yeah, r- all right. So Rodney wins, then Joey Abs. Joey Abs, sorry. Right, Joey Abs? Yes. Is that who the fuck we're talking about? Joey Venom Abs? 
Yeah. All right. Do you, you didn't say what he beat Rodney with, right? I don't fucking remember. Oh, he gives him a gut wrench suplex oh, on the concrete. Right. Awesome. On the con, he gives his friend a gut wrench suplex on the fucking concrete. So cool. It's a really <laughs> his dear friend to become the twenty second. Shocking amount of cool suplexes in this match, even yeah. even disregarding Taz being here. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. So uh, Thrasher grabs him, throws him into one of those sort of garage door things we always talk about on every one yeah. of these episodes because they've got them in every arena in America. Uh, Thrasher wins the belt. Joey Abs does not have much left in the tank to kick out of that one. No. Um, and then Thrasher, <clears throat> Mosh immediately attacks Thrasher, which is cool. Thrasher manages to withstand the barrage, sort of gets hit by everybody on the way back towards the ring, and then he emerges first. Um... <laughs> Followed by a very, very bloody Pete Gass, um, who grabs a fire extinguisher, sprays him with it, and then hits him with it. And yeah. and uh, Pete Gass, what a good wrestler, does the <laughs> perfect fucking fire extinguisher thing that you can do. is You spray him with it, and then you hit him with it. And on the impact, when you hit them with it, you spray a little more, so it goes... At the... <laughs> That's perfect how you know it hit him. Understanding of working... Pete fucking Gass. Pete motherfucking gas, right? Put it on a shirt. Pete F and gas. Yeah. Uh, see, that's a shirt. Pete F and gas. <laughs> yeah. um, he hits him with the fucking fire extinguisher and wins the belt to become, I'm going to change tabs here, your 24th WBF hardcore champion. Um, and he is so, two-time champ. Two-time he is champ. so bloody. <laughs> it's one of the greatest fucking blade jobs in it's, history. It's, it really is. It really is. There's um, two tremendous blade jobs in this match, and yet I this I is, mean this Crash is, all, is pretty clean by the end. He's mostly got he's his He's got juice a lot washed. of blood on the arm. You know I'll always pop for it's blood in, on the it's arm. It's in the top of the head too in the bleach blonde hair, but it's not down his face as much. I don't know, but you know, he went through a lot. Also off screen. It's, it, it's also not peak ass. That I think that bumps it up to being a top five uh, WrestleMania blade job. I think we got to get Pete Gas in in the chains. He's got we got to get Pete Gas in the pit, right? <laughs> I don't know. if I mean, does Greenwich allow light tubes? Probably Greenwich, Connecticut. They let yeah. anything in Connecticut. Yeah, you could do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, you a I mean, fight. we do need that. We it's not like we don't need that Shane McMahon Danny DeMonte match anyway. Connecticut, you can do a cockfight on the steps of City Hall. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah. What Taz grabs him, hauls him by the hair to the ring, away from everyone, and it, it is—it's all over the sweater vest. It is truly one of the best play jobs. Um, what a fucking guy! Uh, Jr. says he that, saw his moment and he fucking took it. Yeah, I, exactly. Like I don't know. I'm, I they all do that in this match. That's that's the great. This is this is the this is the this is the Mean Street Posse match. Like this is the definitive performance for i think all three of those guys and i mean it's honestly a really good payoff of the fact that they were the guys most in pursuit of the uh hardcore title for yeah. the 24 7 era yeah that's really good i love it that. rocks what what's pete what all right so um joey abs is venom what's pete gas's deal who did pete, what's pete gas's other let's just get one minute on pete gas what else did he do in his career uh he held the ppw title the fucking the, uh i'm sorry the peep the pp yeah, pee pee piss. Uh, the that was the that was the um. Okay. What the fuck was it? Power Pro or whatever. The the, uh, <laughs> Mem- the Memphis developmental fed. Okay. Did, was he uh, good there? Did he wrestle Brian I Danielson or anything? Like, I'm not sure, but he might have been. He has a match against Don Montoya in JCW oh. at the Rexplex. That oh. sounds great. Is that... ECWA, Peak Ass versus Prince Nana. Okay. 
in okay. Wilmington. That sounds awesome. Pete Gas episode. Listen to me. Pete Gas episode. There's a mini feud between. Uh, put, it on, put it on Patreon. <laughs> there, there's a couple of uh, Chaz teaming with Pete Gas against Los Bariquas, okay. uh, Castillo and, Mag- and Miguelito. Less, That's less great. exciting now, but okay. Oh come on. <laughs> No, Glamour it's... Boy Shane, baby. You, you know you love that. Yeah, all right. Pete Gas. Pete so Gas episode many, coming So many never. dark matches against the Dubs, which I bet all are Yeah. Great. No, Pete Gas was a utility player. He could do anything, and, and including bleed like he's fucking Carlos Colon for no reason in the second match of the show. Oh, uh, and the, Jay... Dubs should have had, the Dubs should have been the public enemy of this match. Otto Schwann's in this match. Like, that wouldn't have been good. We don't... That would have been beautiful. We don't need but... to relitigate the fact that the Dubs... Forgot, you know, the Dups WWF non-run didn't happen. We've, yeah, I feel like yeah. we've talked about it before, whether here or elsewhere. Um, it's a shame. Uh, it's uh, UConn football was never this tough. Jr. says, um, yeah, about Pete Gas. Uh, Taz gives Pete Gas an exploder suplex on the floor um, <laughs> and pins him. Uh, Ending his one minute and forty five, which is a ver- which is one a pretty the, resilient little reign. One of the best this. minute forty fives I've ever. I give it. I get it minute. I get four minutes and forty five and a quarter. If you ask me, third longest reign in the in the match. Goes That's to right. Gas. Good and, for him, man. Yeah, Good for yeah. the fuck for Pete Gas. Absolutely, he fucking killed it. Uh, Taz becomes your twenty fifth champion, even though as he's pinning uh, Pete Gas. Uh, Bob Holly casually walks over and stomps him. <laughs> stomps him in the head, but it doesn't stop the pin. Well, because, well the referee uh, had never started. The referee didn't know, start till after. So, that's the funniest <laughs> thing. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, completely unnecessary, but beautiful stomp. It's right just in the Bob Holly's Bob being Bob. Um, <laughs> Crash is making brief appearances in the background here and there with a bloody face, but he really you don't see him do much. Um, but then Taz, all right. So Taz, there's near falls on the floor. Taz keeps trying to pin people. People try to pin Taz and get the, the belt off him, and he rolls him into a pin of his. <laughs> Which is sick. That fucking rules. Yeah. And then that the ref like counts. Say, the ref counts because he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. I guess right. What are you gonna do? Um, and I guess that's the interesting thing about the twenty four seven rules that the champ is always on the defensive. They don't ever actually have to win the match. If the, you know, they just have to not lose. Yeah. So that's like you know, Crash isn't a guy who's getting pins over big guys because he never has to pin anybody. He just has to not get pinned. Yeah. You know. Um, Taz gives his crash a really nasty trash can shot to the nose that seemed like deliberately aimed for not the head, not the crown, but the face. And there's blood on the can. And I think very, he was trying to. Visual. I think he was specifically trying to get blood. I think that was. I think he, he had to have been, a, which yeah. I I can't blame him for. Yeah, and then he goes for a cover. Tim White counts, and Jerry yells, "Hey, what are you doing?" Uh, but again, it's very fun. I mean, I don't know. Look, I, I like it. Who cares? I always, I'm, I'm always down with somebody going for a pin in a match where pins don't count in theory, um, except for when it's like the finish and it's Macho Man versus Yokozuna in the Royal Rumble, which I think is the worst finish ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. On the floor, uh, Bradshaw is just walking around, Bradshawing people in the ass, uh, <laughs> up the ass. He he does Joey Abs with a cookie sheet. Uh, Crash and Bob fight over a chance to pin Taz, and Bob just kind of like hits Crash casually, really hard. He does that the entire match. Bob Holly does that in every match, but he's got so many people around him that he's just walking around like, "Hey, fuck you!" Punch you in the face. Just like here's a clubbing blow that's Bob harder Holly than anything you've ever like taken. Bob is one of the greatest life. battle royal wrestlers of all time. Yeah, he's a, he's a great club. You know, the, you know the clubbing blow where you bend a guy over and you just fo- you flat of the underside of the forearm, club him in the back. 
It's yeah. Like a, it's a it's an old school wrestling move. It's a wrestling school like let's fuck this kid up move. I took so fucking many of those. Um, and across the chest too, when they lean you against the ropes. That was the other one. No, um, the Knoxville all yeah. forearm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, 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 yeah, the Knoxville right from. Yeah, that was a great. Shouts out to Jackass Forever again. Uh, film critics uh, nationwide <laughs> all agree somehow. Um, yeah, Bob Holly's a fucking piece of shit, and it's what makes him good. Um, he's the he's like the one of the greatest shit kicker wrestlers of all time. Yeah, yeah. Taz hits a head and arm overhead, like sort of belly to belly, which Jr. says was Greco Roman like. Um, Bob. Hits... Oh, that double like Taz hits is also extremely cool. Yes, Taz is killing it in this match. No, Just... he's he's like not really in his element with the with the weapons. Taz is not as much as he's associated with ECW and hardcore stuff. He's not a hardcore wrestler. He's a guy who like. He'll wrestle Sabu. Sabu's going to do table spots. Taz is going to work around those spots and only yeah. do them if he has to. Like, like what's the like? It's him versus Pitbull in like the uh, the dog collar match. Like that's one of his best. But that's just him. I don't get, know if I've doing, ever seen that. It's just him doing close up fighting. That's what he's really. That's that's the whole thing. Yeah. So him getting the chance to get do close, close fighting. Far. Great, close, great. Far. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, he's the, he's the fucking man. Pop the hips, baby. Hook, 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 hook. Um, uh, Holly hits a great power slam. Then he hits a fucking, uh, Okada drop kick. (laughs) One of the great drop kicks of all time. Really, truly Okada like, you know, like as far as the floaty nature of it, um, the blonde hair. Yes, they are also. Bob look, Holly They also been, look alike. They could be brothers. Bob Holly would have been such a better ace for New Japan. Well, you New know how Kazuchika Okada is like uh, twenty years younger than Bob Holly, but for whatever reason, he looks like he's the same age as Bob. Holly. Oh yeah, <laughs> they could be brothers, dude. I can't wait um, for fucking Okada to get his uh, middle midlife crisis tattoos. That's going to be so sick. Oh, yeah, he's going to look great. I think I think Okada's got a bright future. Let me tell you, I think him as a broken down old man has potential just like yeah. i think that for many japanese wrestlers oh yeah no that's what that's when you be that that's when you that's uh when you get good rubber, that's when the rubber hits the fucking road man yeah, absolutely um let's see here the finish is uh, uh bradshaw's out there just beating on people still for no reason uh he never even tries to win the match <laughs> uh C- crash gets some sort of weapon shot taz kicks it 2.9 but the ref counts it anyways very uh, strange tim white seems like he's really out of sorts towards in this crash does become the 26th WWF Hardcore Champion in his third reign overall. Um, and he's celebrating briefly until uh, Taz awakens, puts him in the Kata Hajime, the Taz mission. And uh, we, we get a, you know, a long struggle over it. And it looks like Crash could tap at any moment. The yeah, clock is a, ticking down. It's a very fucking cool finish. Except. Yeah, it would it would have been a great finish, too. Um, except yeah, with the candy jar, Bob Holly runs in, which the candy jar on the announce table had become like a joke at this point. Yeah. JR kept candy on the table, I guess. I mean, in a call back to the bark gun match. So, you know, right. Not and, that either of us are going to be mad. But. Well, of course it appears later on in Taz versus Jerry Lawler from SummerSlam 2000. Mm-hmm. You might remember. Um, he, uh, he hits him with the candy jar. Bunch of glass and candy goes flying everywhere. He smashes it sort of over the head of both Taz and Crash. It's a weird. It's a. It's he's go. It's a hard spot to pull off. I it's think he does a gimmicked candy jar. Almost definitely, I know, which but, is fine, but it looks great. Sounds yeah, it's good. just like because he, he's trying to hit Crash. He doesn't give a shit if he hits Taz. I think it. I think it's just 
hit them both. I think you hit. I don't know. I, well, yeah, you hit Crash with the. It would have been cooler with the light you, tube. Yeah, you hit <laughs> you hit Crash with the jar, and then Taz gets the follow through. So he's just out like out of commission for the pin. What if he came in there with a bundle of light tubes? That would have been awesome. <laughs> would have been crazy. Um, yeah, and so shatters over both their heads, kind of glass in Taz's eye or whatever. Taz kind of rolls away, crashes down. Holly gets the uh, Bob Holly gets the pin on Crash Holly. Uh, but Tim White's hand doesn't quite make contact, and clearly he has no idea what the actual finish is supposed to be. So he calls it a two, but then they announce Bob Holly won the match. Crash doesn't kick out. Crash doesn't kick out. He doesn't get a shoulder but, up. But also... Uh, Taz is kind of blocking Tim Ta- White a little Tim bit. Tim White's it's- arm hits Taz's leg on the way down, and I think it fucked him up. And I think he wasn't sure. I mean, he fucked up the last one, too. He fucked up the fall with Taz. Nobody knew what the fucking finish of this match was supposed no, to be, yeah, clearly. It's like, I, obviously, Crash is supposed to get the title. He's supposed to have the, the title either as the winner of the match or the penultimate guy of the title, right? 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 Maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe makes... maybe it should go from Taz to Bob. I don't know. It's a fucking mess. But it seems weird if Crash never holds a title during the match either. I don't know. doesn't matter. Does it, it well, really matter? But also, I think it's a suitably messy and shitty way to end a perfect match. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like it. I, I th- I, when, when something gets fucked up like that um, and just creates chaos in an environment that was already super chaotic, I'm like, all right. I mean, I guess it makes sense that the referee... Wouldn't know what the fuck was going on. That's that's real sports, right? Yeah. Shit does break down and fall apart. And Tim White's only one man. He's a great man. He's in your pinned tweet, but he's yeah. He's only one man. No. Is he still alive? Yeah. Those suicide attempts failed. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, also, was, well, also too bad, I guess. If you want to die, then. Well, I he guess, seems you know, like whatever. He, I mean, well, after, after, but we love you, Tim White. Well, after he did commit the murder suicide of Josh Matthews, he did seem to regain his uh, lust for life. Yeah, well, Josh Matthews deserved it. We all know that. That's a fact. Um, that's a fact, Jack. Um, all right, so that that brings us to our twenty seventh hardcore champion, Hardcore Holly, um, and it looks like he loses it the next. His- the next night on Raw. Is it his fourth reign? It's his third. Okay. According to Wikipedia. Um, so we're we're here on April 2nd, and I don't know exactly when we're going to do the next round of these, but it looks like he loses it back to Crash the next night on Raw, which is this classic. Bo- also, Crash leaves with the belt, so I don't know if Bob ever actually has possession of the belt during this uh, reign, which okay. is very funny, too. Okay, so here, so some stuff we've got coming up. We got uh, Matt Hardy, Mean Street Posse, Perry Saturn appearing. Um, I think the Hardys might trade it back and forth. We got the six way at Backlash. The Hardys get involved, which is cool. Uh, we get British Bulldog comes into the mix. Then the Godfather, and then we get the uh, the early summer arc of Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson, resulting in the Hardcore Evening Gown match. Does some does anybody blade in that match? I don't. I didn't watch it because I just listed it for the because yeah. I know it has a title change. I was only I only went through all the matches that I wasn't sure about if they'd if they'd be good or not. Okay, dude. If you saw nobody should ever look at our uh, match uh, 
outline document. It's private. It's a no, goddamn war crime. Allow, people aren't allowed to look at it. Yeah, it's it's it's. It it's would reveal too much about you. It's pornographic, but not with like titties or dicks or anything. It's just like just with timestamps in a mental way. Uh, and I have like I have like fifty matches listed, but I don't. For those, I just put those in, and then we'll talk about them later. I only watch the ones where there weren't a title change in the event that there were good yeah so we have like so there's a lot of steve blackman matches but there's a lot fewer steve blackman matches than you'd think we'll we'll talk about steve blackman yeah but also it's, it's a steve blackman episode like that's a full we got to do two yeah, episodes no, on blackman no yeah we have blackman there's nobody else and gonna fucking uh do it. there's something else i had another title but i can't remember what it is fear of a black man planet i don't know <laughs> sure sure black man from another planet yeah um yeah yeah, this looks good. It's it's a it's a great summer with with Gerald Briscoe. Um, and a then, lot of Crash still at his best. Crash yeah. is still great here. Well, it's that's the that's the holy trinity of of. I mean, I think it's Gerald Briscoe, Pat Patterson, Crash Holly is sort of like Mo, Larry, and Curly. Yeah, you know they they really strike a fucking uh, a, a vein there um, in for about a month and a half maybe. And I can't wait to cover it. I don't know. What What do you think? Can we do, can we go, what's that, 10 matches? If we go, uh, it's more than 10 if we go all the way to the evening gown match, isn't it? I think our next episode would be um, from Backlash to May. Whatever okay. the f- what the fuck was the May pay per view? I don't remember. Well, you. Uh, so I'll just say this. Bulldog looking... wins it on Insurrection or whatever the fuck that one was right. called. So I don't remember if there's a uh what the hell was the May pay per view in two thousand? Judgment Day? I don't know. I don't. None of this makes sense to me. I'll say this. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Looking at judgment. the dock, looking at the dock, and again, nobody's ever had to look at this, but I see one, two, three, four, five Gerald Briscoe matches in a row. Yeah, it's so that's an episode. That's it a full. Is. I mean, that's it a full is. episode. If you ask me. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. Probably our most listened to episode. I'm almost certain. People goddamn love Jerry Briscoe, and why shouldn't they? Yeah, we'll start watching, and I'll, I'll decide if that's how far we can do in one. But, yeah, I've, it's my favorite thing, you know? And shouts out to Chris Kresge, of course. Um, there's cool Mania access footage after this. That If you want to just fucking have a peek and remember, like, fuck, 2000 WBF, it was my shit. Because even if you weren't, like, even around, like, you can look back and see, like, oh, man, they were cooking. Um, if you weren't watching or whatever, like, it's yeah. fucking... It's obvious. You just watch... After the hardcore title battle battle royal um, on the Peacock app, hey, chill out, I'm almost done. Um, they got the the Mania Access footage from that year, and I went to Mania Access the next year in Houston. And it was awesome, but like mm-hmm. this fucking montage of just clips of just like people hanging out with wrestlers, wrestlers having a good time, meeting fans, Michael Cole doing fucking play by play with fans, like you know. It was the fucking shit. People talk about, like, 98, 99 as, like, peak Attitude Era, but as far as, like, cultural fucking importance in my life, 2000 was it. The Hardy Boys and shit. This Rock, was my... The Rock was never... The Rock is never more over than the 2000. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I, I don't know. I think you have to... It's it it I, it, it I, really I, is. We've talked about this before, but when Austin has to go away, it really shows, like, oh, this is a strong company without him. They yeah, can still do this. I'd make... Here's the thing, uh, like as much as Austin is the attitude, era, yes, yes, yes. 
The Rock is the guy who went on to be one of the biggest movie stars. Yeah, in the he, world. he he he, he he's he's the artifact that we can look back on and say wrestling was important as a cultural thing. Um, because look at this guy; he's in Jumanji two, and Jumanji yeah. two made four billion dollars, four hundred billion dollars, whatever. However, the fuck much money those movies make is it is it is it a billion dollars? Did Jumanji make a billion? It's probably closer to seven hundred and fifty million, but is that's it? still nothing okay. to see that. Yeah, yeah. I think those are the only comedies that have made over a hundred million dollars in the last, you know, ten years or whatever. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, uh, made nine hundred and sixty-two point five million dollars worldwide. Jesus <laughs> so shouts out to Jake Kasdan, um, whose dad wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, all right, well, that's the garage door, which means my wife is home. And that's her. So I guess we'll end the podcast say, now. Say say hi to your wife for me. <laughs> I'll say hi to my wife for you. Thank you. Uh, death to America. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, sorry for the noise. And uh, thanks, thanks for listening, folks. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> sorry again for the noise. Death to America. You didn't say it. Death to America. Death to fucking America. Fucking you got milk? Thank you. Can you say death to America? Death to America. All right. Thanks, Emily. All right. Thank you, folks, for listening. Have a good one.